are hot a star is born is back episode six will and jada pinkett smith let's get into it but before we get into it i'm gonna do some plugs i'm your host my name is chris arneson and i'm an author from pullman washington originally bothell Bothell, Washington on the west side. And my books are... (laughs) Okay. Let me redo that. My books... Sponge Cake, a mostly made-up story about a completely insane town. And What's in the Fridge are both available on Amazon as well as Kindle. You can get them for $2.99 on Kindle. Um, Just do that through Amazon. Uh, so that's pretty cool, yeah. Sponge Cake is a fiction a novel, an adventure novel, a caper based around a middle school bake sale. And what's in the fridge is nonfiction. It's motivational, inspirational, spiritual, and kind of self-helpy book. And also some pop culture uh, short stories and that fun, that kind of fun stuff. And my blog is thegoatone.blogspot.com. So go check that out. Follow me on Twitter at ChrisTheAuthor8. Follow me on Instagram at ChrisArneson8. And check out my website, ChrisTheAuthor.com. And tell the podcast, or tell the podcast, tell a friend or a family member or a coworker about the podcast, A Star is Born. Let them know. You never know who likes podcasts or who likes movies. So tell someone you love. Tell someone you know. Tell some someone you work with. Say, hey, go check out the podcast of Stars Born with Chris Harnison. It's a great podcast. <laughs> and I think now is a good time to let you know what's going on here. So... We're doing Will and Jada Pinkett Smith, so that means the state of the week, because we decided last week, I don't know why I'm talking, we decided last week, which was actually earlier today, that we're going to do a different state for each episode. For this week, it's going to be Pennsylvania, because uh, Will Smith's from Philadelphia, as you know, so um, 
West Philadelphia, born and raised on the playgrounds where I spent most of my days. Chilling out, maxing, relaxing, all cool, and I was shooting some b-ball outside school when a couple of guys who were up to no good started making trouble in my neighborhood. I got in one little fight and my mom got scared and such a move with the auntie and uncle in Bel Air. I whistled for a cab, and when it came near, license plate refreshment and dice in the mirror. If anything, I could tell the discount was where, but I thought, man, forget your home to Bel Air. I pulled up to a house about seven or eight and I yelled to the cabbie, your home's for you later. Looked at my kingdom, I was finally there. Sit on my throne as a prince of Bel Air. Alright, I just had to do that once. Alright, cross that off the list on the old yellow legal pad. Okay. Oh yeah, um, thanks for being a starfish, by the way. Uh, if you didn't know, um, the listeners of A Star's Born podcast are known as starfishes. So, get into that. Um, Eclipso update. I've actually read, I read 14 pages of Eclipso. I'm picking it up right now. Eclipso is David Sedaris' book. Uh, I was reading it just just a couple hours ago, actually. I'm on page 212 now. Um, very good, interesting stuff. He was talking about reality TV. And he was talking about his mom passed away unfortunately and yeah just david sadars is a great writer so i definitely would recommend checking his books out i'm sure you know who he is you probably know who david sadars is um if you don't check him out probably get his books on amazon uh let's see i think now is a good time to do a mariners update so we did a mariners update earlier today and well Almost just dropped my phone there. Holy cow. Alright, so looks like looks like the Mariners play the Cincinnati Reds tomorrow at twelve ten. And that is at Peoria Sports Complex, which is the Mariners home field for spring training. So if you're in the Peoria area tomorrow, go check that out. Oh man, so much stuff to do. I don't know where to go next. I think next we should say, we should talk about the Simpsons episode, though. Because every, every episode of A Star is Born, we discuss a different episode of The Simpsons, because I'm a big fan of the show. So this episode, in each episode of The Simpsons, is related to, to the star, the star of the episode in some way. <clears throat> Excuse me. So it's related in this one because, so the episode is Pi, Pygmolian. It is from season 11, episode 16, original air date, February 27th, 2000. And this is the episode where Moses Lack, the bartender, gets plastic surgery. He gets plastic surgery to become good looking and then he becomes a star of a popular soap opera. And the way that this is related to Will, Will and Jada Pinkett is in Pennsylvania is there's a robotic uh, animatronic Ben Franklin who, and as well as uh, Babe Ruth, because they're at a Duff Festival, Duff Beer Festival, and they're doing a alcohol Hall of Fame. So that's the joke there. Robotic Ben Franklin, so the connection to to Pennsylvania and Philadelphia. Um, yeah, so I'm just a really big fan of The Simpsons, so I always 
I always like to talk about that. And then speaking of the Simpsons, the state dog of Pennsylvania, guess what it is? It's a greyhound. A greyhound, which is happens to be what the Simpsons dog is, Sans Little Helper. So that's a coincidence right there, if I've ever seen one. Uh, I think now would be a good time for us to get into the actual meat of the show, the actual show show. Let's start with, so what, if you don't know what the show is, if you haven't listened to the first five episodes, I would recommend, I would recommend just stopping the podcast right now and going back and listening to the first five, Will Ferrell, Mark Wahlberg, Brody Stevens, Paul Rudd, and Aubrey Plaza, which I just did earlier today. Um, but yeah, so what was I just going to say? Oh yeah, if you don't know what the podcast's all about, pretty much each episode there's a different star, and I just go through their IMDb page and look at their filmography and check all that out. And today there's two people, Will and Jada Pinkett. So we're going to start with Jada Pinkett, because ladies first. So it starts in... 1990, she's in True Colors. She plays Beverly for one episode. Um, 1990, she's in Moe's World. That's such a coincidence. I I didn't even check that. I did I did the Simpsons episode about Moe. And then she's in something called Moe's World. That's what I call a weird coincidence. I was just talking about that a few episodes ago. How I think there's like some sort of higher power in coincidences because you ever notice like when you're thinking about someone they text you or something or some this there's some sort of weird weird magnetic power with the coincidence thing (laughs) that's just my personal uh 1991 she's in doogie hauser old buddy barney stinson uh nph uh, Trish Andrews, she plays for one episode. 1991, she's in 21 Jump Street. Great movie, but this is the TV series. She plays Nicole. Uh, 1993, Menace to Society. She plays Ronnie. Uh, 1991 to 93. <coughs> Excuse me. She's in A Different World. She plays Lena James for 46 episodes. Holy cow. That's a good run. 1994, she's in The Inkwell. She plays Lauren Kelly. I have never heard of any of these things except for Doogie Howser and 21 Jump Street, I guess, but never seen either of those shows. Um, 1994, she's in Jason's Lyric. And she plays Lyric. So that must be Jason on on the cover with, with her right there, I guess. 1994. She's in A Low Down, Dirty Shame. She plays Peaches. Um, I think that's a good point to stop right there for a second. Oh, here's something I wanted to talk about. Related to Philadelphia... I'm a big NBA fan, so this can be our NBA discussion of the episode, the NBA update. Allen Iverson, 
probably the most famous, maybe the most well-known 76er in the team's history. AI, the answer. Is he overrated? Hmm. He won MVP. He shot like 41% the season he won MVP. So that that's not good. That's not efficient. But I mean, he's he was always an explosive scorer, though. So, kind of like a game breaker. So, I mean, he's a Hall of Famer, too. I think he, maybe he is a little overrated. I'm not, I don't know. He never won a, they were in the NBA Finals against the Lakers that one year. When he stepped over Tyron Lue. But, yeah, they never won the title. Practice? We talking about practice not a game not a game not a game we talking about practice he's legendary for that he is well known for that for that that's actually like he's probably better known for that press conference than his entire nba career that's the sad thing that's the sad thing about all of it, but it was a great it was a great rant though. It was a Oscar worthy rant. Another fun thing I wanted to talk about was okay. Here's the connection: Philly, Philly, Donovan McNabb. Remember those old chunky soup commercials with his mom? I mean, I just wanted to bring it up. I just because I always enjoyed those. Those are always great commercials. I <laughs> can't remember anything specific about them, but they were funny. Um, Hershey, that's in Pennsylvania. That brings up the discussion that begs the question, what are your favorite chocolate bars? Hmm, that's a great question, Chris. Mine vary. Uh, I'd say Snickers are up there. I'd say cookies and cream Hershey bars are up there. And Milky Ways are pretty good. Three Musketeers are good. Um, Reese, I like, uh, I guess I like the Reese's Cups. That's not a chocolate bar. Uh, York Peppermint Patties are good too, but that's not a chocolate bar either. Um, hmm. I don't really understand the whole obsession with paydays. Never. Never gotten to paydays. I mean, I guess you have to be a big fan of peanuts. Um, what else? What else? Those are all the the big ones I can think of right now. Uh, let's see. What else we got here on the old trusty yellow legal pad? Le'Veon Bell. What's he sat out the entire 2018 season, just right in the prime of his career. Just decided to sit out the season. Wasn't even injured. Holding out first contract. That's just crazy to me. Like, why would you decide voluntarily, just voluntarily just give up one year of your, of the prime of your career? And my sister took him, like, number, I think she took him second in the draft. Who went, I can't remember who went first. I think I had Ezekiel third. But she took Le'Veon Way up there, and then she ended up finishing last in the league because her number one pick didn't play a single snap the whole season. So that's what you get there. 
another Pittsburgh thing here, another Pennsylvania. So Wiz Khalifa is from Pittsburgh. Mac Miller, R.I.P. from Pittsburgh. Uh, fun little Mac Miller story. I guess it's not really fun, but the first day, my first day at Red Robin was the day after Mac Miller passed away. And the other dude getting hired at the time, well, he was a big rap fan and a big Mac Miller fan. So we had a, and we were waiting for the manager to come, like, talk to us and fill out the paperwork with us. So we had a good 20-minute discussion about Mac Miller and how good of a rapper he was. So that was pretty fun. Uh, Let's see, what did I... Oh, yes. Speaking of rap, one of the most fun concerts I've ever been to was Soul. You ever heard of Soul? He's from Seattle. S-O-L. Yeah, I went to his concert at Western. It was just in the middle of a grass field, like in the quad. <laughs> like It's like old school. Like, hey, everyone's streaking in the quad. <laughs> I didn't know colleges actually had quads. But that's where the Soul concert was, and that was super fun. Like One of the best live music experiences I've ever had, for sure. For darn sure. Another thing I wanted to talk about was, let's see, the signing of the Declaration of Independence. That is connected to a story in my life. I actually did a book signing for Sponge Cake. It was in September of 2017. I did that at the Bookie, which is the bookstore at WSU, at Washington State University. I'm over here in Pullman, across the street from Washington State University. And yeah, my parents came out that day, because we were playing Montana State, which is their alum. And we crushed Montana State, we crushed the Bobcats. But I had a really, that was a really fun, really cool experience doing that book signing gotta feel like a celebrity you know (laughs) it was like pretty fun feeling like a celebrity in Pullman having people come up and ask for my autograph on the book like that's pretty awesome like I I don't know just looking back at it like can't believe I did that and I definitely look forward to doing more of it in the future would love I would love to like give speeches and do book signings and do book readings and all that. All that stuff would be awesome. And I'm also looking at a football right here. I'm about to pick it up. Oh, yep, I'm leaning over and picking it up. Here we go. It's has a WSU Cougar logo on it. This is a football that I actually found when I was... I think it was that same weekend, actually, as the book signing. And found this at the... The old grizzly bear facility down, I can't remember what road it is. Oh, Grimes. Down Grimes Way, at the end of Grimes Way. Pretty close to where I live. Excuse me. It's where um, there's like five or seven or something grizzly bears. 
excuse me, clear, let me clear my throat. Yeah, it's really cool. And I, I used to like to walk over there and go, just go like see the grizzly bears and see see them run around or see if they're sleeping or just check out what they're doing. Cause there's just like a pretty much like a little chain link fence and actually there's a couple fences. They're not you obviously can't get that close to the bears. But, I mean you get like within like five feet from them or something. But I don't know. Very cool. Like being able to see like grizzly bears just right in the middle of Pullman, like that's a pretty like insane thing if you were to think about that. So I, I just remember playing catch with my mom. At the Grizzly Bear facility with this with this football right here. So yeah, we'll talk about that for some reason. Um, you know who else is from Pennsylvania? Taylor Swift is from Pennsylvania. Yeah. Someday I'll be living in the big old city and all you're ever gonna be is mean. Why you gonna be so mean? T. Swift from Reading, is it Reading or Reading, Pennsylvania? So that brings up where some of Taylor Swift's best songs. Hmm, what are some of your favorite T. Swift songs? I like the one I just sang there, Mean. What else is there? Am I too lazy to Google her? I think I might be. I think I'm, yeah, I'm I'm not going to do that. I'm too lazy to Google her. Uh, Romeo and Juliet and... She has some other good ones. Oh, the New York one. Shake It Off. I like Shake It Oh, what was Blank Space? That's her best one. See, we made it. I didn't even have to Google her. Her best song, Taylor Swift's best song for sure, Blank Space. Have you heard it? Because I'm at your name. How's it go? Because I'm Blank Space, baby. And I'll write your name. I've got a blank space, baby, and I'll write your name. I mean, that's all I can remember from it right now. Uh, it's a really good song, though. All right, more Pennsylvania stuff to cross off the list. Oh, yes, the old East Coast baseball trip. I talked about it in the past few episodes. 2008, I went to the East Coast with my dad, to go with my uncle and cousin they were living in the dc area at the time we went up to new york city went to the yankee stadium the old yankee stadium and shea as well as the phillies and the orioles so that was a great little east coast baseball trip and we also visited valley forge we drove out to valley forge which is where George Washington, what, he, like, stay there or something? It was, like, freezing. I think that's what happened. But, yeah, we got to see all that. And that was, just wanted to give that a little shout-out. That was really fun. Oh, uh, what else we got? So, here's a little connection. The Liberty Bell, we all know the Liberty Bell's cracked. has a big old crack in it. How did they, I don't There's. I'm sure there's a well-known story that everyone's aware of. But I do not know how they cracked the Liberty Bell. I wonder if, I wonder if they were just carrying it and they just dropped it or something. Anyway, a connection to my life and a story from my life 
is one time, I think we must have been like sixth grade or something, maybe like fifth grade. You know how I used to have like sleepovers? So we were having sleepover at my friend Levi's house. We, <clears throat> we were just having like a violent night, not like a pillow fight, but like a fight where you throw pillows at each other, not hit each other. You literally throw pillows at each other. So that was going on. And I just distinctly remember throwing a pillow as hard as I could at Levi or someone else. And then they ducked and it just nailed like a super nice lamp and just completely busted that lamp in a million pieces. So I thought that was like super funny. <laughs> I I would be mad if my kid's friend came over and just threw a pillow at our lamp. Uh, another Pennsylvania shout-out. Here's a podcast I listen to. I subscribe to this proudly. Days of Thunder. One of the hosts of Days of Thunder is Dave Damashek. The other host is Dave Feeney. But Damashek is from Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, PA. And he's just a huge homer, like a huge... Steelers, Homer, and Pirates, mainly Steelers, because he's an NFL guy. But I just want to give their show a little shout out. It was going on in 2011, I think. And then it went away, they ended it, and then it just came back in 2018. So that's pretty exciting. Um, let's see. Oh, yeah. We were just talking about Allen Iverson and another big. NBA player who has Pennsylvania connections, Kobe Bean Bryant. He's from Philadelphia. And he's another player who I think is a little overrated. I don't know. Kobe took like a million shots like every game. Like, would you want to be Kobe's teammate? Like, would you want to try to get passes from Kobe Bryant? I don't know. I don't think I would. And he's changed a lot since he became a player, though. He's he's like a director now. Did he win? Did Kobe win an Oscar? I think he did for like a short film or something. So that's pretty cool transition there. But I just, I always thought like LeBron's a million times better than Kobe. And who else? Jordan's way better than Kobe. I don't know. Even Shaq. Shaq carried those teams. When it was Shaq and Kobe. So that's just my two cents right there. I mean, he's still obviously a call famer and one of the best NBA players of all time. But he's just people who think he's the best. Like people who think Kobe's like Jordan. Kobe's not even close to Jordan. So I'm glad we cleared that up. <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh, here's a fun little thing. So Quaker, the little connection here to Pennsylvania is they were founded by Quakers it's a Quaker state and you know what else is Quaker is the oatmeal so that begs the question which is better oatmeal or cereal personally I definitely like cereal better than oatmeal what are my favorite cereals I would say Apple Jacks is up there I'd say Captain Crunch is up there I would if I had to rank the Captain Crunches, I'm going to go, I'll go <clears throat> berries, then original, then peanut butter. 
uh lucky charms is up there uh frosted flakes are good uh ooh, I, I really like honey bunches of oats i like cookie crisps because they're just little cookies um if i'm missing any cereals that are good oh tweet me at Chris the Author 8 or hit me up on Instagram at Chris Arneson 8. Um, a fun little thing we've been discussing is so people have trouble spelling my last name or pronouncing it, especially since Fred Armisen became a, like a famous person on SNL in Portlandia. So I've been thinking, should I do a pen name? Should I come up with like a stage name? Like that's like a big thing, like I don't know, it's like a serious question. Like, if I had an agent, I would definitely ask them. Or a manager. Do you want to be my my uh, agent or manager? Uh, hit me up on social media and give me your best pitch. But anyway, I've been coming up with different pen names, different stage names. I, I've been brainstorming them. Uh, so far, some of the good ones are Chris Floyd. I liked Chris Branch. I liked Chris Cliff good alliteration there cc and one more a new one here chris frost that's i like the one syllable i'm all about the it has good symmetry chris and then one syllable one syllable excuse me okay here we go oh here's a funny little story this doesn't really have any connection to pennsylvania but i just wanted to tell this story because i thought it was funny and i just thought it was like a glimpse into my childhood and my like how my mind used to work and how my comedy senses have developed how my how my mind's developed so it was fifth grade and i was in class with my friend Greg, and you know how you used to pass notes? That was like a big thing in class. You'd always pass notes to your friends. So I just distinctly remember writing on an old-fashioned note card, probably like a three by five. I think the only thing I wrote was the, the word, it's about to be explicit. So if you're listening in the car with your children, throw some earmuffs on them. I wrote the word boner on a note card and <laughs> i think i passed the note card or um oh maybe i uh yeah i think i must have written it i swear i wrote it i want i was gonna say maybe greg wrote it but i, I swear I, I must have written it and <clears throat> i remember throwing it in the trash and like we were laughing me and greg were both laughing and then and then mrs wilkins was like she just asked me to pick it up out of the garbage and give it to her. Oh my God. And then I came and remember, I must have blocked out what happened next because I came to remember what happened after that. But I probably got in trouble or something. I must have gotten like a talking to her, like a lunch duty or something like that. Maybe I had to stay in for the next recess or something. She probably thought, she was like, these kids, what is going on? Like, where are they learning these words? So that was a fun story, I thought. I think now is a good time. I'm going to hop right back on over to Jada's. Oh, let's go, let's do Jada. Okay, here we go. Here we were. Uh, peaches. Yeah, we were on Peaches. And then, so 1995, 
Tales from the Crypt, Demon Knight. She plays Jerry Line. 1996, The Nutty Professor. She plays Carla Perti. Oh, I think I definitely remember The Nutty Professor being like one of the legendary movies when I was growing up. Like it was that one and Flubber and Hook. Those were some big ones. Um, 1996, If These Walls Could Talk, a TV movie. Remember we were talking about how prolific the TV movie craze is. There's, we've seen a lot of TV, TV movies, that's for sure. That's for darn sure. Um, here we go. 1996, she, oh, well, in, I don't know if I said this, she plays uh, Patty in If These Walls Could Talk. 1996, Jada is in Set It Off. She plays Stony. 1997, Princess Mononoke. Mononoke. She plays Toki, the English version of The Voice. Oh, here's a good one. 97, she plays Scream, or um, she plays Maureen in Scream 2. I am a huge fan. This is actually one of my favorite movie franchises is the Scream franchise. I love, like I've talked about before, I'm a big fan of horror movies. And I think Scream is the most consistent horror movie. They just put out good work, like... Even the sequels are good. Like the second one's just as good as the first one. I remember the third one being good. What is that when Monica doesn't Monica get in there in the third one or something? I can't remember which one Monica's in, but definitely recommend watching the screams. I think they're on the old Netflix. So go ahead and add to your Netflix queue if you'd like. Um nineteen ninety-eight. She's oh yeah another thing about Scream is David Arquette is in one of the sequels and he he was like a champion professional wrestler so I just wanted to, if you didn't know that I just want to let you know that you know David Arquette he's like the squirrely like kind of nervous kind of frantic chirpy chippy you would not think he was like a like an undertaker like professional wrestler like the rock or hulk hogan or just surprising i guess you can't judge a book by the cover though right so 98 jada's in woo she plays woo 98 she's in ellen the tv show uh she plays ellen screen test number three don't know what that means uh 1998, a video short, uh, Will Smith, Just the Two of Us, 98, Return to Paradise, MJ Major, okay, here's something I want to give a shout out to, I must have picked this up one time when I was walking, when I was outside the, the rec center at WSU, I'm holding a little card right now, sorry, I quickly segued right there. Sorry for the jogging, the uh, jarring segue. I got to work on those. But this card right here says, Our boys in the boat, walk-ons is who we are. Men's crew tryouts, just show up. Varsity Sport Club. And then on the back it says, 
Hollingberry Fieldhouse, 4th floor, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 3.15 p.m., Tuesday, Thursday, 4.15 p.m. Email the coach, and I don't need to give out his information there, but you can go to facebook.com slash WSU Men's Rowing or cougarcrew.com or row.wsu.edu. So just want to give them a shout-out if you want to... If you're interested in joining the WSU crew team and you're in the area, there you go. Here's another fun thing. This was an 18-hole course, Holy Toledo. I'm holding the scorecard from Valley View Garden Golf. Fun, family-friendly, entertainment, award-winning, 1405 Ninth Street Northwest, Great Falls, Montana, 59404. 406-452-7364 is their phone number. Yeah, Great Falls, Montana. That's where my grandparents live, or my grandpa lives now. And yeah, I I definitely went to this mini golf course at least like three or four times in one of my visits. And I was just obsessed with mini golf for some reason. But these are some of the holes. This is an 18-hole course. So here we go. It starts with hole one, four, two, windmill, three, straightaway, four, four, five, target, six, shanty, seven, triangle, eight, bank shot, nine, big dipper. And I had a hole in one on straightaway. There we go. Ten, lighthouse. 11, Saddle, 12, Spigot, 13, Dragon Tail, 14, Dragon Head, 15, Wishing Well, 16, Tea House, 17, His and Hers, 18, Keyhole. So, oh my gosh, I had a hole in one on His and Hers as well. So I had, that's insane. I'm not that good of a mini golfer, but that must be why I kept this scorecard because i had two holes and ones in this 18 hole dang i killed it let's i'm looking at the back right now let's here's some of the rules there's a six stroke limit uh use the sidewalk if the ball leaves the carpet it must be returned to the playing surface at point of departure player must take one penalty stroke um all right i was just kind of wondering if there's any hole in one reward but not going to try to look for that right now. So yeah, go check out Valley View Garden Golf if you're if you're in Great Falls, Montana. If you've never been to Montana, like I know it might get a bad rap. I think Mont- like it probably does get a bad rap, but it's a beautiful beautiful state. Like if you <clears throat> excuse me, if you like the outdoors at all in the least, if you have any interest in the outdoors, you have to go to Montana. Go check it out. Because they have everything. It's awesome. And Great Falls is actually a great little town. It's like about fifty to 60,000 people. Lots of old people there. But I, don't, I like old people. They're nice. Help them cross the street and stuff, you know. Boost your karma. Um, speaking of Great Falls... I'm holding right now a giant wooden pencil. A giant, it's golden. I'm going to see if it writes. Oh my gosh, it kind of does write. 
Um, yeah, it's like a, it's made of tree. I don't know what kind of tree it's made of. It's probably a foot long, a giant pencil. And you're probably asking yourself, Chris, why are you holding a giant pencil made of a tree? That's because, <clears throat> let me tell you, I got this at the Lewis and Clark Museum in Great Falls, Montana. Went there with my grandpa, and I think I've been there with my family too. My other, my mom and <laughs> immediate family. But um, yeah, that's a really cool, such a cool museum. Like, I think museums are underrated. I think everyone should be required to go to at least one museum a year just because it calms you down. It's a nice, relaxing experience. You learn a lot. You get to walk around, get some good exercise, maybe buy, buy a cool little giant pencil from the gift shop. Yeah, man, I, I recommend museums and I recommend the Lewis and Clark Museum because very interactive. There's a movie theater in there. So if you like movies, you get to watch one. The displays are super cool. Like there's like teepees. There's I just remember there being a teepee there and like a canoe and all sorts of stuff. And it's right on the Missouri River, right next to the I don't know what the dam is called, but it's like next to the dam and the Missouri River, and has an amazing view of the Missouri. So I recommend go check out. The Lewis and Clark Museum, Great Falls, Montana. And another thing I have here, it's a little mint, like a little Altoids mint case. And it says C.M. Russell Museum. The C.M. Russell Museum is more of like an art gallery. Uh, C.M. Russell was a famous artist from Montana. And that is a super cool place that you, you... Definitely should go check out it right in Great Falls. I went there with my grandpa. A cool thing I remember about that is the giant wall of wagons. Like, probably no bigger than a foot long or, or a foot tall. But all different designs, like cool, colorful, designed wagons. Just a whole wall of them. And then... They had a lot of, you know it's Montana, so they got like a whole wall of guns and pistols and rifles, just tons of old stuff, you know, a bunch of Native American stuff there, um, just a bunch of cool stuff. Um, I wanted to read this quote that's from my, I don't even know what year this is from, but you know those tear away every day, like 365 days calendars that you tear one one piece away for each day. So this is one that I kept for some reason. And it's Modern Family. Here we go. Cameron. Yeah, that's why we traded our old car in for the new one. You know, bigger family, bigger back seat. You can fit two car seats and a prize winning pig back there. Please don't put a pig in... Or Mitchell. Please don't put a pig in the back seat with our children. Cameron. I'm not being literal. It's a unit of me measurement. We use on the farm, you know, like that bed is a double pigger. So I thought that was pretty funny. Um, oh, here's something fun. So I found this for some reason. I mean, I guess my mom probably wants me to cook or something. She gave me this recipe book and it's, I don't know what year this is from. 
probably check right now. Uh, and it's Maywood Hills, my uh, my old elementary school. So here we go. Well, let's see. This cookbook is dedicated to Nurse Peggy and all of her wonderful efforts towards making Maywood Hills Elementary a safer place for our children and community. FAST First Aid Support Team wishes to thank the Maywood Hills staff and parents for their contribution and support in making this cookbook a reality. 100% of proceeds from the sale of this cookbook go to enhancing emergency supplies for Maywood Hills Elementary students, staff, and community. Okay, can't find what, yeah, we're not going to find what year it's from. But it's probably from somewhere when I was there, like 05 or something. Um, I just wanted to read a recipe that, guess who did the recipe? You probably guessed it right. It's my mother. So it's Kelly Arneson, summer peas. So we have two cups frozen peas, thawed, one third cup vegetable oil, two tablespoons Vinegar, one tablespoon soy sauce, one half teaspoon of garlic, one half teaspoon of basil, one half teaspoon of oregano, four green onions. Whisk together the dressing, add peas and onions, excuse me, and then serve over tomato slice. Easy peasy. And my mom did some other recipes in that book too, but one of them was like a taco bake, but those are too long, so I don't want to read all that. I also want to give a shout out to EOS. You're like probably wondering what is EOS? Oh, I'll tell you. It's those have you ever seen those little eggs of lip balm? The little lip balm eggs? Yeah, well this this one's it's minty and it's delicious. And I just want to give a little shout out to EOS and say if you never experienced the egg lip balm, then you're missing out. Um Sponsor a show if you want, EOS. Hit me up on social media. Let's see. What do we got here? Let's give a shout-out to... Before we get back into the pod... Well, we're still in the pod. Before we get back to the... You know, the main course. I would like to talk about... These cool Starbucks mugs. That I think we got them from my brother's friend or something. Like when he was moving or cleaning out his house and moving this one is canada so it's from the starbucks you are here collection so we have canada here there's let's see what we got here it's like maple leaf it's red the design is red red and white with blue mountains and blue clouds so we got maple leaves we got mountains we got moose we got a Townie, or not, what's a townie? A mounty, a mounty hat, like uh, super troopers, you know? And we got like a nice building, like a kind of like a Big Ben clock tower kind of thing. And some water and a tree and some clouds. So that's what Starbucks thinks Canada looks like. And I really love these mugs. Like, that's what I'm talking about because the other ones that I only have two of them, but. There was a, also Vancouver and Washington. So those were the other ones. The Vancouver one was light blue and the Washington was green and yellow. And then the other one I'm holding right now is Wisconsin. So it's also green and yellow. 
And they have a picture of a football, because the Packers, obviously. They got cheese, of course. They got cows. They got the sun. They got a barn. They got a lighthouse. Wow, I didn't know there's lighthouses in Wisconsin. And then this looks like a, maybe like a schoolhouse or some sort of church, maybe. Uh, there's like a flag on top of it. But yeah, I like both of those a lot. I got my spiky ball over here. It's like one of those, you know, the stress balls that, well, usually they're not spiky. I'm squeezing it right now. Usually they're not spiky. They're usually squishy, but this one's a spiky one. And then I got my green bouncy ball. It's, it says Kent Washington. It's a bright, it's like a neon green uh, kind of bouncy, kind of bouncy ball. Uh, Kent Washington Parks and Recreation and Community Services. KentWaParks.com. Check that out. Um, that's not even the one I interned for, though. That I interned for Covington Parks and Recreation, as you'll remember from the Aubrey Plaza episode that I did earlier today. Um, let's see. I think now is a good time for me to run back on over to Jada's filmography and IMDb. Here we go. Where did I leave off? 1998, Return to Paradise. MJ Major, she plays. 98, Welcome to Hollywood. She plays herself. 98, there's a short called Blossoms and Veils. She plays Mary. 2000, there's a movie called Bamboozled. She plays Sloane Hopkins. 01, Kingdom Come. She plays Sharice Slocum. 01, Ali. She plays Sanji Roy. 02, of, isn't, is Ali? That's Will. That's Will, right? Yeah, that's Will. I haven't seen Ali. Float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. Okay, so 2002, she's in a video short called Will Smith featuring Jada Pinkett Smith, 1,000 Kisses. 03, she's in a TV movie called Maniac McGee. She's a narrator. I remember, oh, I think that's on our our bookshelf, our upstairs bookshelf at home. In uh, my parents' home in Bothell, Maniac McGee. That's a classic book I remember from from uh, elementary school. Just like uh, Surviving the Apple Whites. That was another one I remember. Oh, and uh, I think there's a book called Loser. Yes, that was definitely one. And like I talked about in previous episode, Ruby Holler. Uh, I believe it's by Sharon Creech. <clears throat> it's just like a picture of a cottage in the woods it's on the cover and that book just like shaped who i am as a person it's weird because another thing i love is cabin in the woods that horror movie and that's just like another like cabin i just love cabins and cottages just in the forest for some reason i don't know why because i'm not like a big i'm not an animal person at all like I'm like frightened of animals, if we're gonna be honest. Like, I'm scared of animals. Like, but I want to live in. That'd be kind of cool to live in a cottage. I'd like to live on 
like this a lakeside, you know, on the, on the shore of a lake, maybe, maybe like a cottage on the lakeside. Let's see, O three Maniac McGee, yep, yep. O three The Matrix Reloaded, which plays Niobe. I was never, I'm like, I am a fan of Keanu Reeves, but never a fan of The Matrix. Like, it's just not my genre at all, really. If we're gonna be completely honest here, which I think we should be, because that's the theme of the podcast, is to be honest. And before we go any further with Jada. I want to talk about this an, another source of inspiration for me, I would say. It's called The Complete Life's Little Instruction Book. It's by H. Jackson Brown Jr. And this is kind of this book is kind of the format of what like most of what's in the fridge, my second book is is about. It's kind of it's kind of this format. It's kind of just a list of advice. It's about 1,500, I think, 1,500 pieces of advice here. So I'll just read a couple. Never grab at a falling knife. Never take what you cannot use. Don't eat any meatloaf but your mom's. Write the date and names of non-family members on the back of all photos as soon as you get them from the developer. See, that's how you can tell this is an old book, is... She's talking about getting photos from the developer. Like, remember when you used to have to go to Costco to pick up your photos? That's so crazy, right? Isn't that a weird thought? I was always a big fan of the Polaroid. Is that what that camera's called? The one that... Yeah, it's a Polaroid. Shake it like a Polaroid picture. Get loosey loose. Yeah. That's hey ya. hey Hey, yeah. Shake it like a Polaroid picture. Get loosey loose. That's a great song. Outcast. Big Boy in the Super Bowl. Uh, what, is it? what are we doing? What are we doing? Big Boy's Outcast, right? Um, oh, yeah, we're talking about Polaroid pictures. Loved, loved the Polaroid camera. Loved. I just, it's so cool watching the picture develop before your eyes. Like shaking it and watching it actually come to life. It's kind of like the reverse of the Back to the Future, the thing where they're disappearing in the picture. Like we talked about my favorite franchise of all time, Back to the Future. Oh, for, yeah, you know, when, you know, the part when his brother and his sister are disappearing in the picture. Okay, because he can't get his mom and dad together. That's why. Here we go. 1228. Make a generous contribution to diabetes research. Teach your children the pride, satisfaction, and dignity of doing any job well. Never at <clears throat> excuse me. Never ask a woman when the baby is due unless you know for sure that she's pregnant. That's funny. <laughs> Keep $10 in your glove box for emergencies. See, that's another way you know that this book is old. Like nowadays like $10. Like what are you going to get? What are you going to do with $10? Like yeah, Keep like 40 bucks in there at least. Uh, remember that a successful future begins right now. Hold puppies, kittens, and babies anytime you get the chance. Take advantage of free lectures on any subject in which you are remotely interested. All right, so we'll come back to that in a little bit. I think now is a good time to talk about 
one of my favorite TV shows of all time. Don't worry, there's a Pennsylvania connection. The TV show, you may have already guessed it, because I just said Pennsylvania. And you know what's in Pennsylvania? Scranton. You know what's in Scranton? The Office. NBC. One of the best shows of all time. One of the funniest shows of all time. But I talked about earlier, kind of akin, similar to my Seinfeld Friends discussion when I controversially said that Friends is better than Seinfeld. Or not that Friends is better than Seinfeld. Just that I like... Personally, I like Friends more than Seinfeld. But I have to admit, Seinfeld's storylines are better. The plots are better. The episodes are more memorable. But Friends is more of like a cozy, like warm blanket kind of feel for me, I guess. That's how I describe it. Um, But I would also say, in kind of the same way how I said Friends is better, I would also say Parks and Rec is better than The Office. Not better, but... I like Parks and Rec more than The Office. In my opinion, Parks and Rec is better than The Office. Why would I ever say that? I don't know. I don't know. Jim and Pam can get kind of tiresome sometimes. I always liked... I liked it when Jim was more of like a wild person, like in the early like early on when he was just pranking like crazy. Like, remember when Jim was just like <laughs> such a jerk? Like, he used to be such a jerk to Dwight... Dwight and Michael. So, which season's the best of The Office? Oh, isn't it? Isn't the consensus that season two is the best one? Maybe two or three. Definitely. It's kind of like The Simpsons, how the early ones, like we talked about, The Simpsons Golden Era. Um, definitely not season seven through 12. I would say it's more like, probably more like five through 10. Probably in. More like that range. But anyway, we're, we're talking about The Office right now. And I'd say The Office, best season, probably two or three. I was just watching the Cruise episode, which I think is from season two, when Michael's Rob Riggle, shout out Rob Riggle, I think we just mentioned him last episode. He's the Cruise captain. And Michael just tries to like take over his job. And it is hilarity ensues, basically. And that is, that's when Jim is, I totally forgot about this. Jim was dating Isla Fisher. (laughs) And yeah, that's when Pam was engaged to Roy. And I think Roy actually asked Pam to marry him on the cruise. I think that's what happened. But yeah, that's some good office talk right there. Uh, Who's the funniest character in the office other than the main ones? Creed is always in the discussion. Creed is, (laughs) one thing I really remember from Creed is... During the, it's the um, fake murder when they do like the, what do you call that? Like a made up murder kind of night. Um, So they're acting that out. (laughs) And Creed just, he just runs out of the office and they just show him running away when, (laughs) when Michael says like, there's been a murder and then Creed just runs away because that's the joke that he's in like some super sketchy stuff. (laughs) Oh, just thinking about it. I can like picture that right now and that's just hilarious. Uh who's another funny character? Let's see. Stanley's Stanley's pretty funny. Um obviously Jim and Dwight and Michael are all hilarious. Oh, here we go. 
Andy Bernard. That's who <laughs> Ed Helms. Andy Bernard, like when he does acapella, when he's like into his acapella zone and he's talking about Cornell. Like he went to Cornell if you didn't know. Did I, I did talk about that, right? Did I tell you about me and my friend Brett and I visiting my friend Brian at Cornell? If I didn't, I'll just tell you real quick. We went there in August of 2012, and we stayed with my friend Brian. I think I did say that. It was before we were 21, so we were just drinking a bunch of house parties and stuff. We weren't going to any bars. And, yeah, it was a great time. Like, the East Coast is so cool. Like People there are just a lot cooler than people over here. <laughs> they think They think we always say hella. I think that's what their thing is. Um, so yeah, I don't, oh yeah, I got in that because of Andy Bernard. <laughs> oh my gosh. Andy Bernard. The, oh, when he, all right, here we go. Probably my favorite episode of the office of all time is called, this is just off the top of my head right here. The duel. I think it's 2009. And it's when Andy and Dwight are <laughs> dueling for Angela. They're like dueling for her love. And the funniest part of the episode is when Dwight, or no, Andy is driving his Prius and is super quiet. So he just sneaks up on Dwight and he pins him against some like hedges. And, and he's just like being super menacing about it and just he going crazy and laughing and yelling and just imagine, oh my God, it's so funny. Another good episode of The Office that comes to mind. This was maybe the last time that we ever watched, we all watched an episode of a show at home, like a network show. And then the next day at school, we all talked about it. Like people used to do that in like the 90s with like Seinfeld and Friends. But nowadays when there's like Netflix and TiVo, nobody ever watches a show, a network show when it's actually on TV. But we talked about this one. Because I think it was maybe also 2009, and it was right after the Super Bowl. The episode was, what was it called? Safety? It was like safety aid or first aid or some safety training, I think. And that's what happened. They were doing a, a safety training in the office, and Dwight was showing everyone how to do CPR on the... Uh, what do you call it, on the mannequin? And for some reason, he decided to cut off the face of the mannequin. And and he was like... And then, for some reason, he put the face of the mannequin on his face. And he was... And then I think he did, like, some, like, Freddy Krueger or some Silence of... Maybe it was Silence of the Lambs. Some reference to that. He did some weird tongue thing or something but i just specifically remember that one as well that's those are two those are canon office episodes right there those are canonical is that how you say that canon canonical canonical a weird word okay <clears throat> let's hop on right back over to uh jada so we have the matrix reloaded and Niobe, and then she's in a video game enter the matrix 2003 uh, Neobi as well. And then 03. Wait, what? How is... This must be wrong, because it says... It says 2003, The Matrix Reloaded, and then it says also 2003, 
The Matrix Revolutions. There's no way that both those movies came out in 2003. I'm suspicious of that, but I'm too lazy to investigate. 2004, Collateral. She plays Annie. 05, Madagascar. Gloria. Man, I can't believe Madagascar was 05. Seems like that movie did, came out not that long ago. But that's crazy, right? That's how time flies. Uh, 07, she's in... Oh, I think it's a Nicolas Cage movie. Nicolas Cage will definitely have a... He'll be coming up this week on A Star is Born. Um, Rain Over Me. She plays Janine Johnson. It's the one about the firefighter... Nick Cage is a firefighter for a 9-11. Um, 08, video short. Alicia Keys... Uh, wait, let me click back into this. Alicia Keys, Superwoman. Uh, 08, she's in The Woman. She plays Alex Fisher. 08, The Human Contract. She plays Rita. Um, once again, 08, Madagascar, Escape to Africa. Gloria. Wow, even the sequel to Madagascar was way back in 2008, over a decade ago. Uh, 09, she's in a TV short, Mary Madagascar. She plays Gloria. 09 to 2011, she's in Hawthorne. She plays Christina Hawthorne for 30 episodes. Do not. Oh, it's on TNT. Um, What was it? Drama. What's the TNT slogan? See, I can't even remember it. I'm always trying to remember these. Excuse me. As you can tell, I'm always trying to remember these network slogans, and I can never keep track of them. Other than... I know that USA is characters welcome, and I know that TBS is very funny, and I believe that FX is fearless, but I still haven't looked it up, so that one's still up in the air, um, but I can't remember what TN, I think TNT has something to do with drama, maybe that's what, maybe it's something to do with drama is what it is, 2012, she's in... Men in Black 3 with her husband. She plays Party Guest. Uncredited. I don't get it. Why does it say uncredited? But she's she does have the credit though. That's not true. It's not it's not uncredited. It, it's it's credited. Uh 2012. Wow, there was three of these. She's in Madagascar 3, Europe's Most Wanted. Uh 2013. Madly Madagascar. She plays Gloria again. <clears throat> Excuse me. 2015, she's in Magic Mike XXL. She plays Rome. I think that's the sequel to Magic Mike. Why wasn't she in the first one? 2016. Oh, this is a great movie. Now, this is an underrated movie. Uh, it has a couple people who couple ladies who are definitely going to show up on A Star is Born sometime in the near future. Bad Moms with uh, Mila Kunis and Kristen Bell, two of my favorite actors. She plays Stacy. That's a Bad Moms is a funny movie. If you don't know about it, oh, it also came out when I worked at AMC, when I was at AMC Woodenville. So I oh I have a distinct memory of being in the I don't know what you call it like the film reel 
room, the room, the projector room, I guess that's what you call it. I just remember being back there and just seeing the vision of bad moms being projected out onto the big screen and just seeing Kristen Bell just being funny. And for some reason, that's like I said, that's how my memory works. It's just it works in images like that. So, but yeah, that's what, that's what I associate bad moms with. And I think, I think I may have gone to the sequel with my mom. I think I did go to with her. I go to, if you can't tell by now, I go to a lot of movies with my mom. I went to a few with my dad, but not as many. Off the top of the head, I went to, I think it was A Force Awakens. And I went to one of the new James Bond movies. I think I went to one of the new Pirates of the Caribbean movies. And th- so those are, oh, when the new Mission Impossible movies. We go to those big blockbuster popcorn movies. But my mom will go to more of the comedies, more independent and comedies. So let's see, 2014 to 2017, she's in a TV show, Gotham. Definitely heard of Gotham, but never seen it. Not really into the comic book stuff. Like I talked about, uh, she plays Fish Mooney, though. That's a great name. What a name. Fish Mooney for 28 episodes. And then 2017, she's in Girls Trip. Lisa Cooper. Another movie I went to with my mom. And like I said, I wanted to do a Tiffany Haddish episode in the near future as well. So that was kind of Tiffany Haddish's breakout role for sure. Everyone knew who she was after Girl's Trip. But this is a great movie. I think it's I think it's a bachelorette party. It's like four four ladies go meet up in New Orleans and just a bunch of crazy stuff happens. And it's pretty much like a I think it was described as a female hangover, female version of the hangover. So if that sounds enticing, if that sounds good, I would definitely recommend checking it out. I think there's a sequel coming out as well, but it's not listed in Jada's IMDb. So here we go. Jada's 46th credit out of 46 credits right here. It's called Angel Has Fallen from 2019. And boom, I'm exiting out of Jada. And we're on to Will. But before we get on to Will, let's take a little break ski and... Let's just read a few more of these quotes from the Complete Life's Little Instruction Book. Become a big brother or big sister. Give young children the opportunity to participate in family decision-making. Their insight will surprise you. Tell family members you love them before they go away for a few days. Keep a backup copy of your personal address book. It's like nowadays you just have that on your phone, right? Um, let's see what else we got. Mail mail in your publisher's clearinghouse sweepstakes notice. Who knows? So I don't even know what... I don't know what a publisher's clearinghouse sweepstakes notice is. Is that like the lottery or something? I don't know. Be innovative. Be passionate. Be committed. Be the first adult to jump into the pool or run into the ocean with the kids. They will love you for it. Okay, so... There's a few of those. Oh, here's something I want to talk about. Um, so as you'll remember, we talked a lot about 
Wet Hot American Summer, and we talked about Stella, and this was the Paul Rudd episode. This was episode four of A Star is Born. Go back and listen to it if you haven't. But Michael Showalter is one of the people from, well, he's from the state, and he's also one-third of Stella, the comedy trio Stella, and he co-wrote and starred in Wet Hot American Summer, the movie I love so much, and this is a book called Guys Can Be Cat Ladies Too, and I think I just bought this by myself. I got this at Third Place Books used for five ninety nine. So there we go. That's not bad. Third place books in um Lake Forest Park. Right near Bothell. I think Sponge Cake is there actually. So go check that out. And I'm just gonna look for something funny to read. Let's find something funny to read. Here we go. Fact or fiction. Cats love milk. Fact. But it gives them diarrhea. Scientists postulate that cats do not love diarrhea. Postulate. That's a good word. Cats can see in the dark. Fact. That's why they don't need night vision goggles. Cats hate dogs. Fiction. Google cat plus dog plus video and you'll see what I mean. <laughs> okay. Here we go. Let me read like a couple more things from this. From this crazy book. It's blue and white. The cover's blue and white. And has a picture of a guy holding a cat. There's an arrow that says guy. There's an arrow at the cat that says cat. And then there's an arrow in between them that says affection. Um, let's see. There's a picture of a cat in a bag and it says, Climbing into bag facts. Cats like feeling cozy and secure and small spaces such as bags offer this snug sense of enclosure. Cats derive security from believing that no one can see them. Well, that's just an interesting fact. Um, yeah. So, I just want to give a shout out to, as you can remember, I have a cat. We got her when we were at Western, when I was living with three of my buddies in the Truman Show looking little townhouse in South Campus in Bellingham. We picked up a little black Manx cat named Kitty in November of 2012, that was. And now, and now Kitty is home in Bothell at my parents' house. So that's how that goes. Um, let's see. Here's something I want to talk about. I'm going to go ahead and pull this up. This is going to take a minute. So while I'm doing this, I will say, oh, yes, that's what I wanted to talk about. Was, have you guys seen that thing where it's on YouTube? Will Smith actually bungee jumped out of a helicopter over the Grand Canyon. Like, for some reason. Like, I, that must have been for charity. It must have been for charity or something. But he he jumped out of the... Like, would you guys ever do that? Like, that's something I've thought about. Would I ever bungee jump? Is it, is it safer than skydiving? I, I, I don't really know the stats on that. It's kind of a tough call to say if I would rather... Oh, uh, here we go. Um, Philly fan celebrations. Okay. I'll go Philly fan celebrations. So many sunny, sunny celebrations. Um, yeah, but I was just going to say, it's a tough call to say, would I bungee jump or would I skydive? 
Or would I just do neither? Or would I do both? Burt Kreischer would do both. Because Burt Kreischer, like we talked about Burt Burt Cast, the comedian, um, I always talk about him, of course. You guys know him. He used to have a few shows on the Travel Channel. And they were like adventure shows where he would just have to do crazy stuff like like bungee jumping out of a helicopter and over the Grand Canyon, he would have had to do that or skydiving or crazy stuff. So I wrote this thing. This I wrote right after Villanova won the championship in 2018. So here's some, here's some things that I said that Philly fans should do to celebrate the championship punch a police horse and then ask the police officer why you're being arrested while petting the horse and apologizing for your fiery spirit. Lay a big old wet kiss on an old woman in a Michigan sweater while she's playing Minecraft and thinking back to her childhood. Break into a Dave and Buster's and play giant fruit ninja for several hours with fellow drunk Villanova alum and demand that they address you as the fruit ninja sensei and... (laughs) Bow, then realize that you're Steven Seagal. <laughs> uh, send Jalen Rose a letter about why Michigan is not a basketball school. Wow, that's kind of cruel. Call your mother and tell her you love her. If you can't tell I'm a mama's boy. Curse Jay Wright for his suave looks and icy demeanor. <laughs> He's Jay Wright's like the George Clooney of basketball, of college basketball. Write in your diary about how happy you are. Like I said before, I've said this in the past, even if you're not a writer, you should definitely keep a diary, keep a personal journal, have somewhere to write your thoughts down, somewhere to somewhere to get them out of your head. Run the rocky steps and do a slow motion fist pump before drinking an egg. Box a homeless man who says he's related to Ivan Drago. Buy a one-way ticket to Guam and introduce Guamanians to the winning ways of Philadelphia sports teams. Is that what people from Guam are called? They're called Guamanians? I feel like they should be called Guamers. Or maybe Guami? Guamis? I don't know. Guami? Um, watch a marathon of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia while eating cat food, huffing glue, and being generally self-destructive in a comedic fashion. It's kind of a reference to Charlie. Charlie. Charlie! Sing Miley Cyrus while playing the bongos. Dance like Dickie V, so like you have to go to the bathroom. Just heard a funny joke and did a shot of absinthe after the cinnamon challenge and putting your dog down. Wow, that was a mouthful. And then the last thing the Philly fans should do to celebrate their championships. Not just the Villanova championship, but... Also, the the Eagles won in early 2018 the Super Bowl. Tease a pigeon. I can't remember what that reference means, but it was probably funny to me at the time. So that was my, from early on, from my work with the Sports Quotient. So if you want to check out some more of my columns for the Sports Quotient, go on over to the, their website. Check that out. And I think now is a good time for me to hop right on in to Will Smith's IMDb page. I'm looking around at right now to see if there's anything else I really wanted to talk about. And I'm not seeing anything, so I'm going to keep it keep it moving. Here's a 
cool little thing. It says, it's like a tiny mint case. And it says, sugar-free mints, amuse mints. Shout out to amuse mints. Denver, Colorado. If you want to give the podcast a sponsor, if you want to sponsor a Stars Born, hit me up on Twitter, Instagram. Um, and this cool little mint case, and it says, Day of the Dead, New Mexico, peppermints. And there's a picture of a skull with a crazy design on it, like a cross and a bunch of flowers, like flowers in the place where there should be eyes. And it looks like a skull from Coco, from, if you've seen the Pixar movie Coco. I also have a little rock here with a little cat. It's like a cat paw print um ingrained into the into the rock you know how you know how when you press on wet concrete and then you know remember when people used to do that like they put their hand in wet concrete when's the last time you put your hand in wet concrete and major major handprint so then it it would dry like that so that's what this is it's a tiny little little rock it's like almost like a good skipping rock you guys ever, I'm holding it like I'm about to skip it right now. You guys ever skip rocks across a lake? I used to do that a lot. I used to go swim in Lake Washington all the time. Last summer, I worked um, for Seattle Gardening Services, mowing lawns, which is like my friend's dad's business, and it was awesome But because I just got to see a bunch of amazing views and i gotta see some of the coolest views in seattle just like of the puget sound and of lake washington and of u-dub and downtown seattle and space needle and we were on like queen eight we were mostly ballard mostly we were based in ballard but then we went like queen anne and some other parts of seattle as well but that was a cool i mean it's hard work it was hard work mowing lawns and I mean, I liked working the gas mower, though, more than doing, like, a cord electric. Whenever I mow lawn at home, we have a cord electric mower, so it's, that's a big pain, having a cord, mowing lawn, having a cord. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Um, but, yeah, what was I just going to say about that? Wait, now I can... Oh, yes, that's what I was talking about. So, before I started working at Red Robin in September... I had a bunch of free time because we would get done mowing lawns at like 12, like noon or 1. So then I would just go straight to Denny Park in Kirkland and just go swimming there. It's a nice little park on Lake Washington, not super busy. It's Houghton, Houghton Beach Park um, down downtown Kirkland is the busy one. So I don't go to Houghton. I go to Denny Park. I remember trying to swim, but it, it's just a nice little beach area, and I like, I got into just <laughs> diving down and seeing how far I could dive down in, into Lake Washington, like, I think, honestly, I must have gone maybe 25, I, it's hard for me to judge how far down, but I think I probably went for over five seconds sometimes, just going straight down. So if you could do the math on that, I must have gone 25, 30 feet sometimes, just straight down and then right back up. <laughs> just I like just seeing how far I could like free dive. I was just like, it was a cool like internal competition for me, I guess. Very fun. 
here's a but yeah anyway before i move on to that i'm holding this rock here i like i really like this rock it's a good skipper i would not skip this rock if i had the chance there's a paw print on one side and then on the other side it says meow so it's obviously a cat paw print and kind of random here but something i was wondering about when i was just listening to youtube just a couple hours ago i was listening to bare naked ladies shout out bare naked ladies i saw them live with my dad at marymore park a really cool venue like just a huge outdoor park area like it's at the end of the burke gilman trail whoops <laughs> holy cow i wonder if you heard that i just dropped my phone and all my we're good though i dropped my phone on my on my lap we good so anyway <laughs> that was worrisome uh Marymore park it's a big outdoor park area very cool at the end of burt gilman trail burt gilman goes from redmond to seattle across the snoqualmie river it follows the snoqualmie river goes through bothell through woodenville and all the way to redmond ends at the Marymore at Marymore park and I used to bike all the time because Bothell's about right in between, right halfway. And I would sometimes bike to Seattle and sometimes I'd bike to Redmond, go to Marymore Park, go to downtown Redmond sometimes. And I was a big biker. I really enjoyed that. That's where we saw Bare Naked Ladies. And Bare Naked Ladies is a great alternative rock band from Canada, Canadians, they're like 90s is when, they're in the 90s is when they were hot, but I think they're still making music, they've definitely lost like a band member or two, I think one of the big band members was a heroin addict, I believe, excuse me, but I don't know if he's still alive or not, I don't know, but anyway, that made me think, I wonder, could music taste be passed down, like, generation to generation that's like an interesting thing because my mom and dad both love bare naked ladies and i absolutely love bare naked ladies they're like one of my favorite bands so that's just like a simple example of that like that's kind of weird right like why would i also love one of my parents favorite bands well i mean it makes sense because they probably played it when i was a kid <laughs> now that i talk about it hashed out it kind of makes more sense but because i'm sure i heard it when i was like three years old i wonder if that just subconsciously just burrowed its way into my brain and now i'm just like pretty much just set on liking them you know just maybe that's the explanation for that all right or maybe maybe music taste can be maybe that's like a gene you know maybe it could be Music taste could be a gene. That's an interesting thought. Get on that, scientists. I wonder if they can study that. Let's let's um let's start on Will Smith's IMDb page right here. Here we go. Nineteen eighty six. His first credit. DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. Girls ain't nothing but trouble. Nineteen ninety. 1988, DJ Jazzy Jeff and Fresh Prince, A Nightmare on My Street. 88, DJ Jazzy Jeff and Fresh Prince, Parents Just Don't Understand. 
89, The Boys A Little Romance. He plays Man in White Suit. Also 89, Brand New Funk. Um, a video short, he plays the Fresh Prince. Uh, let's see. I'm going to have to talk about... I might as well do it right now. I love Fresh Prince. It's one of my favorite sitcoms. I think Fresh Prince is super underrated, if we're going to be honest. Um, which we got to be honest, because it's rule number one of the podcast. Rule number two is there are no rules. Rule number three, don't talk about the podcast. Or No, no. No, tell people about the podcast. Rule, rule number three is... What's the Fight Club thing? Now I forgot it. Do not speak of the rules. There we go. <laughs> Talk about the podcast all you want. Tell people. Tell people about A Star is Born. <laughs> Don't talk. That's a funny thing for me to say. No, no. Talk about the podcast. Tell people about the podcast. Tell your. Tell your librarian. Okay. Tell your. Tell your grandma. Tell your mom. Moms and dad. Parents like podcasts. I think that's like a good, that sounds like something that would be in the complete life's little instruction book, but maybe like the more modern one. Parents like podcasts. It's a good way to live life. So, um, did I just say 89, DJ, Jassy Jeff, Fresh Prince, Brand New Funk, uh, 89, Billy Ocean featuring Fresh Prince, I Sleep Much Better in Someone Else's Bed. Um, Fresh Prince, he plays, uh, obviously, uh, DJ Jazzy Jeff. Oh yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm sidetracking myself so much. I actually wanted to talk about Fresh Prince a little more. I wanted to say, I used to have a TV, like a little TV, maybe 26 incher, 24 incher in my room back in, this is 2014 and spring of 2015, when I lived over more in campus, more by, by Greek Row, kind of like in Greek Row, and in the Campus Ridge Apartments, they were called. And those were, I had a couple of roommates from Bothell. Actually, at one point, all three of my roommates were from my high school. But I used to watch, on that tiny little TV, I would watch, the only things I ever really did watch were Friends, Saved by the Bell, and Fresh Prince. And I also would watch uh, music videos in the morning sometimes, like on VH1 and MTV2 and MTV. Yeah, you better believe I... Yeah, I'm old school. I watch music videos. I'm not too hip to watch... <laughs> to not watch a music video. Okay. Of course I do. That's... I think that's something... That's a medium that should definitely come back. And we should definitely put more more focus on and resources and into letting artists make good music videos. <laughs> Not letting them, but we should just promote them more and make them, you know, put more value on them, put more meaning in them. Because I think music videos are a fun way to express a song. It seems like we don't really talk about them anymore, and they're never on TV anymore. MTV doesn't play music videos anymore. We, we all know. So, speaking of music videos, uh, Fresh Prince, yep, yep, DJ Jazzy Jeff from Fresh Prince, I think I can beat Mike Tyson, <laughs> a video short from 1989, oh man, Mike Tyson seems like a really cool dude, like, 
he's like a pigeon trainer now, which is a cool, that's a cool pivot, career audible, uh, career pivot for him. I like it. Like, he's very calm now. He's very zen. Super gentle dude for a guy who just would bash people's faces. (laughs) Isn't that weird how someone can be so, you have such like a killer instinct, but then, but then you're just like the nicest guy in the world. Like, it kind of almost doesn't make sense. But I would not want <laughs> Mike Tyson would still just crush everyone, though. I'm sure he could probably beat most... He could probably take down most boxers. Right now, I'm going to let you in on... Seek right now, I'm uh, pulling up Joel Embiid. There we go. So Joel Embiid, the center, everyone... I'm sure you know him if you know basketball. He's a young dude. He's on the 76ers. He's a uh, one of the best players in the NBA. It's a seven foot one dude. He's probably twenty one, maybe twenty two years old. And I was gonna read a tweet from Joel Embiid. So apparently Joel Embiid doesn't tweet much anymore because this one I just scrolled down for a second, and this one's from January thirty first from this year, and it just says LOL. LOL, just like a million times in a row, but it has 91,000, 91,500 likes and 19,000 retweets, so I don't know what that's in reference to, I can't remember what happened January 31st, but something funny to Joel Embiid, alright, so that was that segment, I just wanted to check out Joel Embiid's Twitter feed, because he had a pretty big thing going on with Rihanna like he always had like a famous crush on Rihanna that the media loved to talk about and I think that was mainly played out on Twitter so that's why I was interested in looking at that I wanted to see if there was any recent revelations with Embiid and Rihanna see I'm not even I'm not even up on stuff enough to I can't think of who Rihanna's with right is Rihanna with anyone right now tweet me and let me know Let's see. ABC After School Specials, 1990. Uh, he plays Hawker. Oh my gosh, that reminds me. Excuse me. I think I need to drink some water from my Red Robin's water bottle. Excuse me. Oh, did you hear that pop? What if you heard that pop on mic? Because these mics are hot. Let me drink some water from my Red Robin's Gourmet Burgers and Brews. Mm-mm. Mm-mm-mm. Okay, there we go. Sorry for that dead air. Excuse me. Sorry for that dead air, but... Oh, yes, that's what I was going to say. So, after-school specials reminds me. I used to always go home and watch Recess after school. Like, must have been from, like, second to sixth grade or something. Just throughout elementary school. I don't know if you guys like the TV show Recess. Because I never had cable growing up as a kid. So we would always have to watch the network cartoons, you know? So I think Recess was on, like, Channel 11 or something. But it was just a cartoon about a bunch of kids who just, like, the cool kids at Recess, basically, who they played games and got into trouble. Like, the main character's name was TJ. He had a backwards hat. And then there was he was pretty, like, sportsy, and he was just a cool kid. Then there was Mikey. Mikey was a big kid and there was Vince Vince was the black kid 
<laughs> I think he, I think Vince was a basketball player too, if I'm not mistaken. And then I can't like I I I can't remember any of the other characters. I guess I just remember those three dudes. But I'm sure there's some other main characters. And I'm not just saying I I seriously think I think Vince actually was a basketball player. You can go ahead and look that. Up. I'm going to look it up right now. I'm super interested in seeing what this is how this is going to play out. <laughs> I'm I'm interested in seeing how this is going to play out. So recess. Here we go. Recess animated cur- recess cartoon. Here's oh yeah, dude. Vince's <laughs> the first picture that comes up, Vince's oh, on the the first picture that comes up, Vince is wearing a jersey, a, a basketball jersey that says number 1 and holding a basketball. Okay, so I think we're it's safe to say that <laughs> I was correct there. Okay, so it looks like there's um there's TJ, just like I described, backwards red cap. He's wearing a jacket and jeans. And then, yep, just like I remembered him, Mikey has a big, it's like a big white shirt, and he's a big blonde guy. Mikey's like six foot. <laughs> These kids are supposed to be in like fourth grade, and Mikey's like six foot. It doesn't make any sense. And then there's this girl who's she looks like a kind of like a punk, like a punk goth girl. She's wearing a beanie. She has her hands on her hips. She looks super pissed. Then there's Vince holding a basketball and wearing a basketball jersey, and his his right eyebrow is raised. And then there is the the two nerds. There's the guy nerd, who's yeah, pretty much the typical nerd. He has glasses. His Shirts tucked in. He's, you can see his white socks, and I don't know how else to describe him. He looks super nerdy. He's very short too. He looks like he's like four feet tall, maybe. And then there's the girl nerd, and she's she's super tall. Like she's almost as tall as she's probably the same height as Vince. It looks like maybe even a tiny bit taller than Vince. But it's hard to tell because he has Vince has a tall flat top, so almost like a almost like a fresh prince flat top and but yeah the uh the girl nerd is um <laughs> she's a redhead she's wearing like this weird like blue dress and she has giant glasses that take up more than twice the twice the size of her face so wait let me see what these characters name were all right here we go there is oh pamela okay so there's this kid named ryan he wasn't in the main picture. So here we go. Oh. Oh, Pamela Adlon. Oh, we know. We know Pamela Adlon from Louie. Of course we know Pamela Adlon. She's been on She's been on the Adam Carolla show too. You know Pam. She has her own show now. What's I can't remember the name of her show, but it's on FX. Or it might be on FXX. I definitely have no idea what FXX is. Um, what their slogan is. Something weird. Um, so yeah, the the nerdy girl's name is Gretchen, of course. Gretchen Grendler. Excuse me. And then like I said, yep, the cool kid's name's TJ, then there's Mikey, and Gus is <laughs> Gus is the nerd. Of course Gus is the nerd. Let's see how long this show ran. Man, this was a very this was a very popular show. It went from wow, these were this was in syndication. These were reruns. Of course they were reruns. But um 
it went from August 31st, 1997 to November 5th, 2001. So right after 9-11, they decided to cancel recess, apparently. Um, <laughs> no, it was a good show. Recess was a great show. I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't watch it now, but I might watch an episode to check out what it was like. Okay, <laughs> enough that, enough that recess talk. Um, let's see, we got anything else? I think I should read a few. We're, we're not even close to the end of Will Smith's. Don't worry, we got a lot left in Will Smith's filmography. So, I just wanted to read a few quotes from um, the old "The Truth About Writing" book that I was checking out last episode. Here we go. Be regular and orderly. Be regular and orderly in your life so that you can be violent and original in your work. Gustav Flaubert. What is written without effort is generally read without pleasure. Samuel Johnson. If I ask you to think about something, you can decide not to. But if I make you feel something, now I have your attention. Lisa Crone. That's a good one. Here we go. If writers were good businessmen... They'd have too much sense to be writers. Irvin S. Cobb. Now that is what I call a funny quote. I'm going to hop on right back over. Skip on over to Will Smith's IMDb. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, amber is the color of your energy. Whoa, shade so graven naturally. Don't know enough words of that song. But that is 311 Amber. And why I was thinking about that, Doug Benson's going on a 311 cruise. That sounds absolutely sick. He's also going on a train cruise. I've actually written a blog post about that, about what I imagine the train cruise to be like. But I like train. I'm trying to think of how drops. Sorry, sorry for the dead air. I was trying to think of how drops of Jupiter goes. Do 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 do, and I need you. This is a different song. Do do do, and I miss you. Do 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 do, and I want you now. If I could fall into the sky, you know I. Would touch the sky You know I'd walk a thousand miles If I could just see you Tonight That's the best part of the song And I need you And I miss you And I want you now Oh, man, that's one of my favorite songs. I can't even think of who that is, though. What's it called? It's it's called A Thousand Miles. Now I need to look that up. Why you gotta go make things so complicated? Say the way you're acting like you're somebody else that you me frustrated. Love how she says frustrated. Catching me frustrated. My life's like this, you... You fall and you crawl and you get into death and the dirt and the turn it into 
Honesty and never got time to find you caving. Now, now. Why you gotta go make things so complicated? I see the way you're acting like you're somebody else catching me frustrated. Life's like this, you. Okay, I just had to say that. Avril Lavigne. That song is complicated. That is like a... That's like a time capsule right there. <laughs> I think we all know that song. And by the way, A Thousand Miles is Vanessa Carlton. So thank you for making that song Vanessa Carlton. Sorry for that brief tangent there. I just felt like I had to let out some let off some steam mid-podcast. So let me get back over to where we're at with Will Smith. Here we go. Here we go. Um uh let's see 1990, yep, after school specials that got us going on recess. So 1991 video short Voices that care. Voices that care. The Fresh Prince. 91 video short DJ Jazzy Jeff and Fresh Prince Summertime. Fresh Prince, 91. So he was in a ton of stuff as Fresh Prince before the TV show. Did not know that. 91 TV series, Blossom. Fresh Prince, you guessed it. 92, Where the Day Takes You. He plays Manny. 92 as well. Video short, Too Too Many, Where's the Party? Plays Will Smith. Uh, 93, another DJ Jazz Jeff in Fresh Prince. I'm looking for the one to be with me, in parentheses. DJ Jazz Jeff and Fresh Prince. Boom, shake the room. This is 93. Plays Fresh Prince. 93, Made in America. He plays Tea Cake Walters. What does... Now, I, I clicked on that, but... I'm going to stop that. There we go. Six Degrees of Separation. 1993, Paul. Speaking of Six Degrees of Separation, that reminds me of Six Degrees of Separation from Kevin Bacon, which reminds me of Six Degrees of Separation from Year One, which reminds me... (laughs) Just keep saying which reminds me. Um, Year One, the triple feature... I was going to talk about it every episode. I haven't talked about it yet this episode, so now it's a better time than any. The year was 2009. I think it was June of 2009. And I was with my best friend from growing up, Stephen Ungrecht. Shout out, Stephen. Uh, and we went to AMC Woodenville, where I would work about, let's see, seven years later, I'd be working there. And... We went to year one first. We bought our tickets to year. So here's what happened. We bought our tickets to year one. The with that weird caveman movie with Michael Sarah and Jack Black. Then we snuck into the hangover because we were only 16. And the hangovers are, you have to be 17 to go to the hangover. So we snuck into the hangover for free. Then we decided we hadn't had enough. So we snuck into Land of the Lost. Which, we talked about Land of Lost already in the first episode of A Star is Born. Because that's the Will Ferrell movie. and That was the first episode. And we talked about The Hangover in the third episode of A Star is Born. The uh, Brody Stevens episode. 
rest in peace, Brody Stevens, just passed away. He took his life on Friday, so that was super sad to hear about that. Um, yeah, what was I just saying? Oh, yeah, so that was the story. That's the story about the the infamous AMC triple feature. And I think I should also let you guys know that, of course, you know it. I'm wearing my, I'm donning my infamous, <laughs> I can't keep saying everything's infamous, stretchy meshy. My stretchy meshy ball cap. It's it's an oisel. I think I'm gonna Google this right now. O i s e l l e, made in China. It says go fast, take chances around the inside of the bill. And it's a stretchy meshy ball cap. It's a picture of a mountains and a kind of a starry like twilight kind of night. Super comfy hat. It's the comfiest baseball hat I've ever worn. Way more comfy than any any of those like new era like fitted ball caps. I used to wear a Dodgers hat. I wore a Dodgers hat for a while, and then I remember I lost it because <laughs> this is a funny this is a funny thing that happened. I was at this is when I went to Western. We were just driving around, and honestly, I must I must have been intoxicated or something because I just stuck. I was wearing the ball cap, the Dodgers. You can picture it. It's the classic Dodgers blue ball cap, blue and white. And I just stuck my head out the window. It must not have been on tight enough because the hat just flew right off, just right into the night. And it disappeared forever. I never saw it again. And I was pretty mad because I think, excuse me, I think I probably paid like over $30 for the hat at Lids. I'm gonna drink some water right now. Wawa. Some wawa. Sorry about that, dead air, but I had to hydrate myself because remember, stay hydrated is one of the rules of podcasting. So I don't know where that falls in. Maybe rule number four. But yeah, I don't know. If, is Lids even a store anymore? Or did all those clothes, dude? I didn't, does everyone just buy hats on Amazon now? I don't know. But what I was going to do is, what I'm doing right now is Googling We Sell. We Sell. And apparently We Sell is a running... Whoa. What? <laughs> Am I wearing... Oh, this is a funny revelation on the podcast. Actually, I don't... No. I'm I'm good. It doesn't even matter if I am, <laughs> but I just thought this was a funny, this was a funny, <laughs> I got like all of a sudden super panicked in my head for a second here, because here, let me read this, Oisel, the first thing that comes up, Oisel, a fresh take on one, <laughs> women's running apparel, <laughs> oh my gosh, Mo, but there's no, you can't have a gender on a hat though, it doesn't really matter, you know, obviously, everyone knows that, but I just... I thought it was funny that in my head, I, I was like, wait, am I wearing a woman's hat right now? <laughs> okay, that's that's a fun little moment. See, I'm happy I, happy I looked that up. They have, follow them on Instagram at Wiesel, O-I-S-E-L-L-E. They have 82,000 followers, so they're doing just fine. They had 96,000 likes on Facebook. So I was kind of wondering where they're, company is based so i think i'm gonna go ahead and 
I'm going to go ahead and search wiki. I was surprised. The other day I was trying to search Ryan, <clears throat> excuse me, Ryan Sickler. You know, I've talked about him uh, from the Crab Feast and the Honeydew podcast now. I was trying to search him on Google and couldn't find him on Wikipedia. So I thought that was kind of weird. Like, he's pretty famous. Why doesn't Ryan Sickler have a Wikipedia page? So if any of you are listening and you're tech savvy and you notice that he still doesn't have a Wikipedia page, because maybe he will have one. Maybe he'll have gotten famous by the time you heard this. Maybe you'll be like, Ryan Sickler, he's the most, he's the Bill Burr of our time. He's the Joe Rogan of the next generation. But right now, as of, as of 11.27 p.m., February 24th, 2019, Ryan Sickler does not have a Wikipedia page, and he should. So neither does We Sell, though. So if you're savvy, if you're tech savvy with either of those, if you're listening to this from Silicon Valley right now, go ahead and make Ryan Sickler and We Sell both make, and both of them, go ahead and make both of them a Wikipedia page. Thank you very much. Thank you for your service. And let's see, where, where do we leave this off? Ah, oh, yes, we left off. Ah, oh, yes, we left off with six degrees of separation because that got, got me off on that, on that jargon. Um, so he plays Paul. Then 1995, Diana King, Shy Guy, color version, Will Smith. And 95 as well, Bad Boys plays Mike Lowry. I don't know if I've ever seen Bad Boys, but I always hear it's a great classic comedy, what is it, comedy action? I'm going to click on it, see what they say about it. So it's action, comedy, crime. It's rated R. It's 119 minutes. That's a long movie, especially for a comedy. It's like a Judd Apatow comedy. Two hip detectives protect a witness to a murder. A witness to a murder while investigating a case of stolen heroin from the evidence storage room from their police precinct. Okay. Huh. So who's the witness that they protect? I I have no idea. I heard it was a super funny movie though. And Martin Lawrence is a pretty funny dude too, so I think I do remember watching bits and pieces of it. I'm sure I sure i saw bits and pieces in my childhood because it's from 1995 so it's pretty much been around my whole life uh 1990 to 96 it's 148 episodes he plays himself fresh prince of bel-air west philadelphia born raised a classic show i've already talked about it Uh, another interesting thing about fresh prince is the style i love the i just love the weird designs It's kind of a Saved by the Bell, same kind of style, like t-shirts with weird jagged lines on them, you know, like just lightning bolts and also just t-shirts that are completely just one color, like bright, lots of neon, lots of bright clothes and shirts and super weird designs is how I would describe it. Short shorts, (laughs) was it snapback, tons of snapback hats, starter jackets. The um, best starter jacket of all time, in my opinion, it, my humble starter jacket opinion, is definitely the Charlotte Hornets teal so, um, starter jacket. 
Um, that's just, there you go. There, now you know that. And another, I'm going to steal, I'm going to, I don't know about steal, but I'm going to use their term, one of my soft spots, and I'll use their term, and in turn, I'll give their podcast a little shout out. It's called The Soft Spot. It's Julian McCullough and Meg Malloy. They're a couple, a married couple. And yeah, they have a podcast called The Soft Spot. It's about, it's a guest pod based called pod, uh, bah, 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 easy for me to say, guest based podcast. They have, they interview uh, comedians, actors usually, um, and they talk to them about one of their favorite things in their life growing up, which is something that you call a soft spot. Something that's what they call it. So, yeah, that's a great show. Check it out on like iTunes or wherever you listen listen to podcasts. But um, what was I gonna say? My soft spot, one of my soft spots, oh, this super fun show. <laughs> I I watched this. You guessed it. I watched it with my mom growing up. It's called What Not to Wear. Now, I'm not a big, I'm not like a fashion nerd or anything, or I don't know a lot about like matching. Like I've often heard that my clothes don't match or these colors are clashing and that kind of stuff. So I don't know a lot about fashion. Like don't come to me for, I'm not the guy who's going to be on the cover of GQ or something. Like not the next LeBron. Like hasn't LeBron been on the cover of GQ like four times or something? I do have awesome button up a short sleeve button up shirt. It's kind of like light blue, kind of like uh, was that baby blue, I guess you could say. And it has pictures of uh, flying tacos on it, tacos with wings, kind of like angel wings. So I'm super proud of that. And I also have a shirt with a bunch of islands on it. At first, I thought it's a button up shirt. I thought there were. I thought it was Hawaii, but then upon closer inspection, it's definitely just like random islands. It might be like Samoa, Polynesia, or something. So yeah, that's like a that's just to give you an idea of my fashion sense. Some of the things I'm proud of. I got some pink cargo shorts. I'm looking at right here. They're not even cargo shorts. They're pink. It's Nautica. They're Nauticas. They're uh, more like what do you say? Golf shorts, I would say. Is that what you call these? And I also have some, what are they, royal blue, but they're super short. They're like shorts that go above your knees, so very hipstery, I would say. But that's, so yeah, I have some camo pants right here I'm looking at, because I'm sitting right next to one of my dressers. So yeah, I, I've been rocking these camo pants ever since, I think ever since I worked at AMC. <laughs> I don't know why that's connected in my memory, but it is for some reason. But anyway, that, so that's uh, my fashion sense. Um, I got my Seahawks jersey. I got my Nelson Cruz Mariners jersey and Robinson Cano and Edgar. All three of them people who don't play for the Mariners anymore. But one of my soft spots was what not to wear. An awesome fashion show. I loved it. It was on TLC. Watch it with my mom. And the hosts were Clint and Stacy. Stacy London. And I can't remember Clint's last name. It might have been Clint Black. And pretty much the premise of the show, they would kind of, it was kind of like Marie Kondo before Marie Kondo almost. 
but they would go into people's houses and yeah if you don't know Marie Kondo listen to past episodes of A Star is Born where I talk about her spark joy that'll spark joy for you so pretty much Stacy and Clint would go into a random person's house well I mean the person knew that they were coming they invited them to they agreed to be on the show they didn't just ambush them it's not like an intervention and they would go through their closet and pick out all their clothes that they were just like do you really wear this this is awful this they pretty much would just hold up clothes and just like embarrass the person and make them feel super bad for for their choices and their past their past decisions in life and their every pretty much every decision they made in their life up to that point Clayton Stacy would just guilt the heck out of those people you know that was always my favorite part of the show is when they were going through the people's closets and just making fun of them pretty much for what they're wearing. <laughs> like they would like try on the person's clothes and just like strut around and act like, like act like they were like a model or something. But I thought that was hilarious how they would make fun of <laughs> pretty much just make fun of the person on TV. Or at least that's how I remember it. Maybe they weren't that mean. And then they would take the person on like a really cool shopping spree for like, they probably must have given them a thousand dollars or something because the person would end up with, I wonder how many clothes I was always, that was something I was always curious about was how many clothes did they actually buy that person? Like, did they give them like, like eight shirts and like four pairs of pants or something and a couple pairs of shoes maybe? I would always wonder, <laughs> I don't know why, I, like, I just like to quantify things, like, I like to know, like, how long things have been going on for, like, I'm always about dates, I'm always about, I, know, I always know people's birthdays, I'm good at memorizing those, I'm good at memorizing all the World Series champions for some reason, that was something I was always proud of growing up, was my friends would, <laughs> they would quiz me on all the World Series champions, and I would tell them, I'd say, who won that year? They'd say, 1973, and I'd say, Oakland A's. The A's won 72-73-74. See, I, and that's just off the top. See, you gotta trust me. I'm just sitting here, and I'm telling you, I can tell you from that point. All right, let me just do it. 72-73-74 A's, 75-76 Reds, 77-78 Yankees, 79 Pirates, 80 Phillies, 81 Dodgers, 82 oh, who is 82 Cardinals, 83 Orioles, 84 Tigers, 85 Royals, 86 Mets, 87 Twins, 88 Dodgers, 89 A's, Oakland A's, 90 Reds, 91 Twins, 92 Blue Jays, 93 Blue Jays, 94, there's a strike, 95 Braves, 96 Yankees, 97 Marlins, 98 Yankees, 99 Yankees, 2000 Yankees, 01 Diamondbacks, 02 Angels, 03 Marlins, 04 Red Sox, 05 White Sox, 06, uh, who's 06, Cardinals, 07 Red Sox, 08 Phillies, 09 Yankees, 2010 Giants, 2011 Cardinals, 2012 Giants, 
2013 Red Sox, 2014 Giants, 2015. See, now this is, for some reason, 2015's Royals. But this is where it gets super difficult for me. It's these recent years. 2016, did they still have... See, I, I can't remember if the Giants won in 2016 or... Oh, it's the Cubs, of course, the Cubs. Of co- see, that's for some reason these past few years they all jumble. I wrote I wrote an article you guys can check out on Daily Evergreen. Just search. Um, I guess if you just go to Daily Evergreen and search Chris Arneson, you can see my entire archive there. And in November of 2016, I wrote a really cool column about about the Cubs winning the World Series and um it was based on the text chain cuz we were doing like a group text with my uncle and some cousins and cuz my grandma is a really my grandma's a Cubs fan and I think my uncle and my uncle's a Cubs fan, my dad brother and my dad's also kind of a Cubs fan. Even though I think my dad's probably honestly more of a Mariners fan, but I think his national his national league team is definitely the Cubs because you know how you sometimes you have an American league team and then national league team. So yeah, twenty sixteen Cubs. Check out that column on Daily Evergreen. That that was the um, newspaper for Washington State University that I wrote for from twenty sixteen to twenty seventeen. And then now, who twenty seventeen was the Astros, right? And then. This past year, shoot, now now for some reason, <laughs> see, this is the most embarrassing part is I can't even, I know I, oh, I can picture, it was the Red Sox. There we go. See, I did it. It was, of course, it was the Red Sox. Of course, it's Boston, Tylertown. See, I did it. See, I told you I could do all, every single World Series winner since 1972. And I can even go back further from 72. Because that's how my brain works for some reason. Is I remember a bunch of numbers. Like I wonder if some people remember numbers better. And some people remember images and pictures better. But the weird thing is like I was talking about earlier. In the past episodes. Is my memory works like with images as well. Like I also just have a. A picture of an image in my head and that will paint a that will tell like a thousand word story right there will, just one picture it's a whole book <laughs> but yeah so i if you can't tell them i was always a big baseball fan growing up and not as much in the past few years but i still love going to mariners games obviously I've never stopped going to mariners games i would i could never really see myself living in a place well, i mean i guess right now i live in pullman which is only like five hours from Seattle, I guess. But I was going to say, I could never see myself living in a place that's not near a, a city that has a professional sports team. <laughs> I mean, now I'm doing that right now. Because that's how much I love going to professional sports games. And I love going to baseball games. and Football games, not as much because it's super expensive. And then it's like a whole day event. But you definitely have to go tailgating, though, if you went to the football game. All right. I think we're sufficiently off track. I think we've swam so far away from the boat that I can barely 
see the fishing boat in the middle of the bay that, that I just dove off of and swam super far away from. So I'm going to start swimming back to it right now, paddling back over to it, doggy paddling back over. So we're back on Will Smith's IMDb page right here, back on his filmography. 1996, he's in Independence Day, Captain Stephen Hiller. This is another great movie that I don't know if I've seen this one, but it sounds like a Tom Cruise movie, though. Independence Day sounds like a Tom Cruise movie. It all comes back to Tom Cruise. It all comes back to Scientology. <laughs> Man, I still want to talk more about cults. Cults are so interesting to me. I think that was, wasn't that earlier today? See, now it's all jumbling together, but... When you talk this much, it all starts to jumble together. But I think it was earlier today that I was saying how interesting cults seem to me. And that's like a phenomenon that I want to study. Something that I want to like infiltrate a cult and then like write a super long like Rolling Stone article about it. Or maybe just write an entire book about it. I wonder if people have tried to do that and then just gotten just brutally murdered by the cult leaders. Because... <laughs> Dude, can you imagine, like, if they found out that you were an outsider who was just going to write a story about them? Can you imagine, like, the kinds of... I don't even want to think about it. Those, pe- those cold people are probably crazy. They would probably just torture you or something. If they found out that you were going to expose them and just write a huge story about them. Man, I still got to watch. I'm going to put that in the queue. Maybe we'll do an entire episode. Maybe I'll have to do an entire... No, well, we're not going to do an entire episode about Wild Wild Country, but I'll have to watch Wild Wild Country, and then and then we'll talk about it in an episode of A Star is Born in the future. But right now, we're still talking about Will Smith. We're not talking about what we're going to do in future episodes, even though that is fun. Y'all starfishes. It's fun for me to to think about what, what the future holds and what I might do with this podcast and what I want to do with it and where I want it to go and what I want to do. It's super, super exciting for me to think about that. But right now, (laughs) right now we're in the middle of this podcast and I just glanced right over at my microwave thing in the corner. I love that microwave. I said earlier, earlier today, there's a picture on it. You're probably wondering, what's the picture? So it's five frames. The one in the top left is a picture of... Whoops, I accidentally clicked on... All right, here we go. (laughs) Sorry, the one in the top left is a picture of my family. It must be from like 1998 or something. We're sitting on a, a teal wooden chair... Hold on a second. I need a, I'm going to go ahead and stand up. Oh my gosh, I haven't stood up for a, quite a while. You guys, I forgot rule number one about podcasting is you got to stretch and stay limber. So here we go. I'm holding the picture right now. The upper left frame, the biggest of the picture frames, a picture of my family from, it must be like maybe 1998. Because I look like I'm about five. My sister looks about three. And my brother looks about eight. My dad is wearing like a weird 
maroon button-up shirt, and he's wearing uh, sunglasses. He has a, 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 you know, like the sunglasses neck strap. He's wearing that around his neck, and then he also has a pair of glasses on. And he has a Nike, looks like a Nike golf baseball hat. And my mom has some super tight bangs, like some giant bangs. My sister's wearing like a bright green t-shirt. She's sitting on my mom's lap. So my mom and dad are in front and they're on like the teal wooden chair that was in our backyard forever. I don't know where this picture is being taken because this looks like it's definitely... I don't know. This, I don't think this is our backyard, but I can't really tell where it is. There's like a tree behind us and then part of a fence. And there's some there's some glare in my dad's glasses too in the picture. And then my brother is standing behind my dad. And <laughs> my brother's wearing like a... It looks like a t-shirt with a picture of Mars on it maybe or Jupiter or some planet. And he's holding his fist in the air, like he's doing like a fist pump. And then in his right hand, he's holding a red Game Boy. So my brother used to be a big gamer, big Game Boy gamer. And he's wearing a Mariners hat. So represent a blue Mariners hat with a teal bill. So represent Mariners. And then I'm standing behind my mom. And I look I look super short. Like I'm like seriously over a foot shorter than my brother. That's so that's kind of weird. <laughs> it just looks weird. But anyway, like I don't even come up to his shoulders. Like I'm shorter than his shoulders. I'm I'm wearing a red shirt and I'm just looking to the left. I'm just literally just I'm smiling and I'm just looking directly to the left, completely not looking at the camera. So that's that picture. Then in the bottom left, there's a picture of my brother. Remember, he's probably like one year old or something. He's smiling really big. I think he has a couple, looks like a couple playing cards in front of him. Like a, a king maybe or a jack. One of the face cards right in front of him. And then maybe a club. Yeah, a clubs. And then there's a picture of my sister smiling super big. And then <laughs> I like this. The biggest... The biggest of the kids' pictures is mine. It's in the bottom right. And I'm wearing a Snoopy, a blue Snoopy t-shirt. <clears throat> That's weird because I don't really remember being that big of a Snoopy or Peanuts fan or Charlie Brown fan. But I'm also I'm also rocking this tight Sonics hat. Like a it's like a throwback Sonics hat. Remember the remember their logo in the nineties? The Sonics used to have some of the coolest logos. Like when they had those red jerseys, those were sick. Like Gary Payton and Sean Kemp rocking those. Vin Baker. <laughs> Remember Vin Baker? Um, and yeah, there's also some dude standing behind me. And he's wearing <laughs> he's wearing this really ugly blue and white pair of checkered. They look like golf shorts. So it's like a blue and white checkered golf shorts. And all you can see is his golf shorts. <laughs> and then in the upper right quadrant, there's a picture of my mom. And it looks like, honestly, this picture might be from... It's definitely from the 80s. It might be from like 1985 or something. My mom looks 
<laughs> she looks young, but I mean, you can't really see her that well because she's sitting inside a giant polar bear. And it's a polar bear at the Coca-Cola. This must be in Atlanta because it looks like it's at Coca-Cola headquarters. Or I don't know if there's another Coca-Cola museum or headquarters somewhere else, but she's sitting with the giant Coca-Cola polar bear. <laughs> And her hair looks, it's, it's almost like, it's almost like Roger Federer's kind of hair, you know. <laughs> Man, people in the 80s were crazy. So yeah, that's that, that's that picture. And I just set it down, so I might as well just come on over, walk on back over to the microwave and put it back where it's supposed to go. There we go. Okay, so that's all set. And yeah, so now you know. What I was talking about when I said there's a picture on the microwave and then there's there's like seven t-shirts folded up like all tight like Marie Kondo's folding method. You know, you know how she folds things tiny. I think now I'm just going to keep keep on rolling. We're just, keep this train moving. We're doing 1997 video short. Will Smith, <clears throat> excuse me, I think I need to get a sip of water, we're, gonna, we're still going now, Will Smith, Men in Black, he plays Agent J in this video short from 1997, and excuse me while I have a little sip of my water and wet my beak, Mm-mm-mm. okay, I'm happy that we're, we're moving along, my phone's timing out pretty quickly, whoopsie, Okay, here we go. So, um, 1997, there's a TV series called Happily Ever After, Fairy Tales for Every Childhood, or for Every Child. He plays Pinocchio. What? Oh, it's, I think it's a cartoon. <laughs> I was like, Will Smith just plays a real-life Pinocchio? What? <laughs> 1990s, I mean, why not? Of course Will Smith could... No reason why Will Smith could not play Pinocchio. 1997 is when Men in Black came out. He plays Jay. I I like Men in Black. I mean, I don't know if I liked it as much as everyone else, but not huge. Not a huge Tommy Lee Jones fan, but the one Tommy Lee Jones movie I really love is <laughs> one of my favorite movies growing up. And I'm just going to look it up right now because I know that we're not going to do a Tommy Lee Jones episode of A Star is Born. That would just be super weird. So I'm going to look this up. And while I look it up, I want you all to think about what's your what's your favorite Tommy Lee Jones movie? Because mine is Man of the House from 2005. Oh my gosh, dude. Man of the House from 2005. Here we go. This is such a classic movie. I think it's I think it's actually based around like University of Texas or something. Here we go. A Texas Ranger must protect a group of cheerleaders who have witnessed a murder. And yes, they are they're cheerleaders from the University of Texas. <laughs> and Cedric the Entertainer's in it too. And oh my gosh, if you'd never heard I'm sure you probably have not heard of Man of the House. It's a little-known movie from 2005. It came out February 25th, 2005. 
So <laughs> it's just like, do you know how you have those movies that just stick in your memory for some reason? Like, there's probably no reason. It's probably not that good necessarily, but I must have seen it at the right time, you know. Another one of those movies is Max Keeble's Big Move. <laughs> it's from October 5th, 2001. So I was only eight when this came out. But we had this movie on DVD when I was growing up. So we must have had this movie on DVD since since I was 10 years old, you know, since I was nine years old. So it pretty much always almost. And I remember just watching it probably more than a dozen times. Just like the one I talked about earlier. Um, I've talked about in earlier episodes, The Haunted Mansion. Shout out to Eddie Murphy in that. But Max Keeble's big move is after a depressing first day of school, much bullied seventh grader Max Keeble finds out that he's moving to a new city in a week. Rather than put up a normal routine with the normal routine of school, he starts getting revenge on all the people who have picked on him. After creating all kinds of mayhem, Max finds out that he's not moving after all and must face up to the quantity consequences of his actions that's a good that's actually a good plot i don't remember i did not remember that being the plot but i like that that's interesting and you know who else is in it who plays the principal larry miller from yeah a regular guest on adam carolla's podcast so there you go they do the the old hypothetical road trip that we that we all know and love and yeah, Max Keeble's big move is just like, for some reason, that movie sticks out in my head. Like, he was just skateboarding all over the place. And I used to think skateboarding was super cool when I was a kid. Even though it was something I never did. But maybe that's why I thought it was cool. Is Because you, you probably think things that you can't do are cool. That would make sense to me. And I think now... Instead of going back to Will Smith, I'm going to read a few more a few more little inserts out of the Complete Life's Little Instruction Book. Do all you can to increase the salaries of good teachers. What about bad teachers, though? <laughs> At least once, date a woman with beautiful red hair. Visit friends and relatives, like Isla Fisher. Visit friends and relatives when they are in the hospital. You only need to stay a few minutes. I feel like he didn't even have to say that last part. He didn't say you only need to stay a few minutes. Like, what if you want to stay a few hours? Answer the easy questions first. Never leave a youngster in the car without taking the car keys. That's good. That's just safe. Why would you... Wait, that's how you can tell this is old. Because nowadays they would be like, never even leave your kid in the car in the first place. (laughs) <laughs> that's how you can tell this is they would probably call child protective services on on this dude don't think that sending a gift or flowers substitutes for your presence judge your success by what you had to give up in order to get it seek respect rather than popularity seek quality rather than luxury seek refinement rather than fashion all right Something I was kind of interested in looking at was something that was actually sitting. I wonder if you can hear that paper because 
This is a fun little thing. It was sitting inside of this little life slow instruction book. And it's a letter. And I want to ask y'all, do you think this letter was from my mom and dad? Or do you think this was something that the Bothell football coaches just cooked up? Here we go. Hello, Christopher. So I to give you some context, I received this letter when I was at summer football camp. In the uh, summer of my junior year when I played football, if you'll remember from last episode, the Aubrey Plaza episode of A Star is Born, I talked about that. I played football from 4th grade through ninth grade and then junior summer. So here we go. Hello, Christopher. We hope you and your teammates are having fun at camp and enjoying the experience. We heard you say once that experiences are what you want in your life. And we believe this experience will continue to shape the young man that you're fast becoming. We are very proud of you. The commitment, dedication, and perseverance required to participate on the Bothell Cougar football team is at a higher level than anything you've done before. We have no doubt that you will succeed to you and your coach's expectations. That's all we've ever asked of you. Do your best. It doesn't matter whether you are an Varsity or JV, we are very proud of you. We know it's not easy. You'll have to dig deep over the course of the season, which I didn't, never even ended up playing. Don't get frustrated with the little stuff. Learn from it and move on. Be a good friend and teammate. You have a good heart and so much to share with others. This like made me cry when I read this when I was at camp. Support your teammates and encourage them to be their best too. Don't forget to have fun, and we can guarantee that your experience will be making memories for a lifetime. We love you. And then it's signed in pen, and it says, Mom. All it says is the word Mom, and then the word Dad. And that's that. So what do you think? Do you think that that is a letter that came from my mom and dad? Or do you think that that's something that the Bothell Cougar football coaches cooked up and they pretty much just gave every single kid a copy of the same letter i probably could have compared it to the other players and asked them if they got a letter too but i didn't do that time (laughs) so now we're just left to wonder and excuse me another suspicious thing about this is the handwriting it definitely it's definitely more of my dad's than my mom's but it doesn't it kind of looks like my dad's handwriting, but not like the D looks like my dad's. It looks like a dad, my dad's D. That sounds weird. It looks like my dad's D, but the M doesn't look like it's a weird M. So, I mean, that's, I guess I think I'm digging too deep into this. Aren't there people that study handwriting? I think there's people that. I wonder what the ology, what's the ology for handwriting? You know how there's like an ology for everything that you can study? I would like to have one of those scientists look at that and break it down and compare it to my dad's other handwriting. Check that out. Sign all warranty cards and mail them in proper, promptly. Never miss an opportunity to ride a roller coaster. <laughs> That's a fun one. Okay, I think now, enough messing around, enough, hey, enough messing around, let's get back to, let's get back to work, guys, here we go.
my phone keeps doing that thing where it flips it what's the when it auto rotates and needs to stop rotating on me <laughs> all right 1997 video short will smith just cruising plays will smith 97 video short will smith getting jiggy with it plays will smith and captain james west 98 video short will smith just the two of us 98 he's in a movie called welcome to hollywood plays will smith wait we said jada's in that too see that's working my memory jada was in that one too i'm gonna click on it i don't remember what welcome to hollywood was i think it's a direct i think it's a documentary though a film director, Adam Rifkin, decides to chart the course of a young actor, Tony Marcus, as he tries to make it in Hollywood. Okay. So, I guess it's not a documentary. It's a... Or, I don't know. See, I, I still can't figure it out. It says it's a comedy, so I'm going to go ahead and believe that it's a movie. But the weird thing is that I think Jada played herself too, and now Will plays himself, so that's why I'm a little corn-fused over here. 1998, Will is in Enemy of the State. He plays Robert Clayton Dean. Definitely heard of that one, but never seen it, I don't think. Uh, 98, video short, Will Smith, Miami. He plays Will Smith. 1999, video short, Will Smith, La Fiesta, plays Will Smith. Also 1999, video short, Will Smith, Wild Wild West, plays Will Smith. Then the movie, Wild Wild West, which is that weird steampunk movie. Super terrible, honestly. <laughs> I mean, that's just my opinion, but that's we already know that. No spoilers, but that's going to end up in the bottom three for Will Smith, for sure. And I just remembered that we're going to have to do the top three and bottom three for Jada, too. So I'm going to have to reopen that page. <laughs> A little behind the scenes there for you. But, yeah, I can't remember why I hate why I hated that movie so much. But there's, like, a giant spider thing, kind of like from Star Wars. You know, I don't know the name of... I don't know all this terminology for Star Wars, but... Where are those giant things that look kind of like T-Rexes, but if they were robots, you know? I have no idea what they're called, but I think there's lots of those in Wild Wild West. And then, excuse me, it's just a weird movie, a terrible movie. I don't recommend it. <laughs> but if you like it, more power to you. I just think Will Smith definitely has a lot a lot better movies to offer that you can spend your time watching those 1999 will smith will 2k a video short 99 video short the will smith featuring biz Marquee, slick rick it's called so fresh will smith freaking it in 2000 a video short plays himself Video short, uh, 2000, Men in Black, Alien Attack. He plays Agent J. 2000, The Legend of Beggar Vance. I think, I'm going to go ahead and click on it. I think that's the one where he's a caddy, right? 
A down-and-out golfer attempts to recover his game and his life with the help of a mystical caddy. So he's not just a caddy, but he's a mystical caddy. And this is very exciting. I did not realize this, but these are a couple future future stars born stars. Matt Damon is the star of the movie. Alongside Will, well, Will Smith is the star of the movie, but Matt Damon co-stars. And then Charlize Theron's in it too. So it's like, wow. Wow. Oh, Wilson. Wow. Wow. <laughs> what? Everyone just knows Owen Wilson for the wow. Oh, that that gave me a... I'm going to go ahead and write this down right now. Saying Owen Wilson reminded me of something that we're going to do. And it's going to be super exciting. Even though there's probably going to be a lot of crossover when we do the Bill Murray episode of A Star is Born. But I would love to do a Wes Anderson episode of Stars Born. Now I said I couldn't decide if we're gonna do directors or not, or just keep it with actors and actresses. But I don't see any reason why we can't expand expand the operation. Just like I want to build the community of starfishes. Expand the operation and make it directors too. So we can do we can make the star a director. And Wes Anderson, honestly, on if we're going to be honest here, favorite director of all time is Wes Anderson. Love him. But let's save that for the Wes Anderson episode. Right now, we're still talking about Will Smith. And in 2001, <clears throat> excuse me, he's in a video short called Angie Stone, Brother. 2001, he's in Ali, plays Cassius Clay, Cassius X, and Muhammad Ali, alongside his wife. And when did they get married? That's something I'm interested. I'm going to go ahead and look that up right now, because that seems like something that we should know. If we're, We can't do this entire episode without without not knowing when when did Will and Jada get married. They got married... 1997, holy Toledo. I would have thought, so it was actually before that Hollywood movie that we were talking about. I thought that they got married later than that for some reason, but there you go. They're they're old, you know. <laughs> no, they're not. That. Well, I think Will's a little older, actually. Um, so we're going ahead. I'm going to go ahead and pull up Jada's page right now still. How you doing? You hanging in there? Yeah. We gonna listen to podcasts at home on the bus right now. I think now's a good time. I'm gonna stretch out my back right now. Oh, I think you should stretch out your back with me if you want. It's, I would definitely recommend it if you haven't done it in a while. There we go. I just pulled up Jada's IMDb page, so we're set there for top and bottom three. <clears throat> While you're stretching your back, <clears throat> excuse me. Let me clear my throat. You can think about. Sheep, you can picture sheep boxing each other, jump and jumping over the boxing rope, treating it like a white picket fence. The connection to Ali that we just talked about. Uh, all right, all stretched out. Count to ten. Breathe in. Count to ten. All right. All right, I'm doing good now. Now I'm doing good. 
How you doing? How you doing? How you doing? All right, now I'm all feeling all refreshed. So 2002, <laughs> he's in a video short. Will Smith featuring Jada Pinkett, A Thousand Kisses. We talked about that already with Jada. Also 2002, another video short. Angie Stone featuring Alicia Keys and Eve, Brother Part 2. Another video short from 2002, Will Smith, Black Suits Coming, Nod Your Head, Agent J. And then he's in Men in Black 2. He plays J. Man, I just remember everyone being obsessed with Men in Black. Now, could not really figure out the obsession. Like, people love that. I can't remember the name of it, but the memory eraser, the thing that wipes your memory clean, that was a really cool. But I also remember being <laughs> absolutely terrified of that giant bug man. Remember that dude that was a, he was like a giant bug? That guy was, that guy was scary. At least when you were like nine years old or something. I can't remember which Men in Black that he was from, or maybe he was from all of them. So, 2002, a video short. Will Smith featuring Christina Vidal and Trey Knox, Nodja Head, the remix. 2003, Bad Boys 2. Detective Mike Lowry. So that's a big gap in between. That's a big gap in between the first one and the second one, the sequel. 0304 TV series, All of Us. He plays Johnny for three episodes. Wow, I did not realize that iRobot was from all the way back in 2004. I seriously thought that movie was from like, maybe like 08 or something, or 09 even. I was way off on that. Did you realize iRobot was 04? I think if they make that movie right now, it's going to be completely different. It's going to be it's going to be way more realistic and way scarier cuz cuz we know we know so much more about AI. That was the scariest part about listening to Elon Musk appear on Joe Rogan when he talked about the singularity and then like the the inev- inevitability of it and how it's going to be coming in the near future like sooner than we all realize like and he sounded super scared about it and i think if elon musk is scared then we should be scared <laughs> but if he's if he doesn't know what to do then i don't know what to do either so i'm not too worried about it cuz what am i going to do about it i'm just going to sit over here and just keep writing keep making podcasts is what i'm going to do until my iPhone starts fighting back against me or something, you know. <laughs> but also, man, another thing I've been hearing a lot about is how truckers are going to get put out of business. Because there's going to be these self-driving trucks. And that's going to be, that will be when I know we're in the future, I think. That's going to be the moment when I realize that we're, we've made it to the future. Like that we're past that moment from Back to the Future when from Back to the Future Two. Excuse me, when they went to twenty fifteen. But it made it look like twenty thirty five. When 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 I see his like a Honda Accord just in the in the Walmart parking lot, just like cruising through it by itself, and I see no person in it. 
that's like very specific, but when I see that for the first time, I'm going to lose it. I'm going to lose my, <laughs> it's, it's, that just boggles the mind. The idea that, that people have the ability to design technology, that that is that smart and that advanced and that intelligent, that doesn't seem to make sense. How can humans make stuff that's smarter than us? That doesn't make any sense to me now that I think about it. Why do why do humans have the ability to make technology that is smarter than us? Like, have you ever actually thought about that? That's a really spacey thought, but I think it's something interesting and it plays a big factor in the singularity because we're making stuff that's smarter than us. So it's eventually going to... It's just eventually going to figure out that it's smarter than us. And that's when the singularity happens. And that's when iRobot happens. And that's when we call Will Smith. Who are we going to call Will Smith? Do, 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 do. That reminds me of the Monster Mash. The Monster Mash. It was a Monster Mash. The Monster Mash. They do the graveyard smash. The monster mash. It was a monster mash. Ah, I love that Halloween. We have a little Halloween cassette tape. <laughs> with just, I think it was called the monster mash. And we would just play that and like put up like decorations at home. This, this is like growing up. and But still though, like even this past Halloween when I was at home, I remember seeing the Monster Mash cassette tape and being like, I want to throw in the Monster Mash and just just do, do some headbanging in the living room, you know? Just do like a little mosh pit, a little monster mosh pit. Oh my goodness, that reminds me. We almost completely forgot. We have to do a made-up movie, and we might as well... Go ahead and do that made-up movie right now. So, for the made-up movie, Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith will be... They'll be Instagram... Oh, here we go. They're YouTube stars. I'm coming up with this. So, made-up movie. I'm coming up with this off the top of my head right now. Completely unprepared. Totally forgot that we even had to do the segment. Almost made it through the whole podcast without even doing it. But I pretty much stole this segment from the Adam Carolla show uh, when he does a made-up movie. Um, the most famous one of all time being the 2009 episode with Bill Simmons when they talked about the made-up movie Pettif Isle, <laughs> which I talked about in previous episodes of A Star is Born. But the basic premise of that made-up movie was Shia LaBeouf was a member of a Boy Scout troop that... <laughs> The plane crashes on an island, and they they discover that it's an island that the government was using to, to send as a prison to send pedophiles to. It's terrible, but <laughs> Adam Carolla and Bill Simmons made it up, and they talked about it for like a half hour, and it was honestly the funniest, maybe the one of the funniest pieces of podcasting I have ever listened to. Which is saying a lot because I have listened to like literally thousands of hours of podcasting in my life, probably. <laughs> I would say, yeah, easily. 
he's like thousands of hours of podcasting. And Pediff, <laughs> the made up movie Pediff Isle, it's, it's the word Pediff and then I S L E, you know, like, like an island. That's one of the funniest things I've ever heard. It's, 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 it's inappropriate, but that's, that's what makes it so much more funny, I guess. But anyway, so made, that's the same made up movie. And this is made up movie, Will Smith, Jada Pinkett. They're going to be famous YouTubers. Okay. So famous YouTubers that sneak into the Oscars. That's timely because apparently the Oscars happened tonight, but I wouldn't know any better because i mean we don't have cable so i didn't watch any of the oscars <laughs> it's the oscars is not on netflix so i did not tune in to netflix and add the oscars to my netflix queue but um yeah what was i <laughs> what was i just saying yeah so they're youtubers will and jada are youtubers who sneak into the oscars and they infiltrate it because they would like to steal information to try to design an award show for youtubers that's just as successful as the oscars so this is kind of like a heist it's kind of like a heist comedy because as you can remember heist movies are like one of my favorite genres of movies and comedies are definitely probably my favorite so it probably goes top three movies for me genres comedy heist and horror I like the heist and the horror movies. A great example of a heist movie that I love that's just in the back of my mind right now. And it doesn't really have anyone famous, I don't think. It's called Band of Robbers. And I believe it is on Netflix. So go ahead and add Band of Robbers to your Netflix queue if you're interested in that um, that kind of movie. It's like a heist comedy movie. It's super funny. It's super indie, and it's it's just a great movie. Check it out. <laughs> just go check it out. Check it out. You got to move slowly, taking in my body like it's holy. I've been waiting for you for the whole week. I've been praying for you. You're my Sunday candy. Slowly. Come on, everybody, it's gonna rain, rain down Zion, it's gonna rain. That's Chance the Rapper song, Sunday Candy. Chance the Rapper, speaking of rappers, I was talking about them earlier, he is definitely one of my favorites. Check him out on YouTube, Chance the Rapper. If you don't know him, I'd be very surprised if you're a fan of rap and you were not at least very aware of Chance the Rapper. So, 04, back to Will Smith's IMDb. 04, he's in a movie called Shark Tale. He plays Oscar, the voice. 05, video short, Will Smith, Switch. Plays himself. 05, a short called Club Oscar kind of coincidence because we were just talking about the oscars being tonight oh five he's in a very underrated comedy this is this is going to make it into my top three will smith movies for sure 
I love this movie, and it's kind of, it's kind of like right before the whole internet dating craze and the whole, definitely before Tinder, but even before eHarmony and Match.com and those kinds of dating things. It's called Hitch, and Will Smith plays Hitch, and it's with Kevin James and Eva Mendes as well. It's set in New York City. Some people say that the city is the f- fourth main character in the movie, <laughs> but uh, it's Hitch is a great movie, and I think I don't know why, but Hitch gets a bad rap. Like, people don't respect it for being just a straight-up funny movie. Like, how how difficult must it be to just make a movie that's actually funny, but but then it doesn't, doesn't get any respect? Maybe it's because Kevin James is in it, and people think he's just a goofball. <laughs> but this is before Paul Blart, though, so they didn't realize that he was that big of a goofball. Anyway, okay. That's enough Hitch talk. 05, Will Smith live at concert. Actually, <laughs> so Will Smith live at concert. Circle back to Hitch. <laughs> Hitch has got me hitched. <laughs> I'm hitched on Hitch. But I do remember that there's a great jet ski scene in that movie where I think, I think like Eva Mendes gets like knocked off a jet ski or maybe she falls off a jet ski or something or. Maybe Kevin James falls off a jet ski. Someone falls off a jet ski, and it's just really funny. So, just wanted to mention that and give that shout out. And that makes me think about I think maybe the only time I have ever ridden a jet ski is in where was it? That was at Flathead Lake. Flathead Lake up in northwest Montana, kind of near Kalispell. The Zen Master has a cabin up there, Phil Jackson. I think there's some other famous people up there too. Um, but Flathead Lake is a huge lake. And I can't remember what year this must this must have been high school. But I got a cab we got a cabin up there, our whole family, and I think it was actually on our way home from Great Falls. We had just been visiting the old grandparents and family there. Okay, and we rented jet skis and rode them on Flathead Lake. I'm pretty sure, like, I think I went, like, maybe, I don't know if I'm exaggerating, but honestly, maybe 70 miles an hour, which is, sounds super crazy to me right now. I don't know. Do jet skis go that fast? (laughs) I have no idea. I haven't done it since then, but I think we may have been, we were flying and that was one of the most exhilarating experiences of my life. I think we were also renting a boat at the time, maybe, possibly, and I'd, or maybe it was just some other random boat. But I just remember, like, it seemed like the boat wasn't even moving. Like that's how fast we flew right by it. And I think I got to ride that by myself. I'm pretty sure. But that's the, the old jet ski story. Nothing too crazy. Just had a good time on Flathead with the jet skis. Let's see. Here we go. Oh, 05. There's a video short. Will Smith party starter. Oh, 06. The pursuit of happiness. This reminds me of... 
in high school, I took uh, accounting. I took two years of accounting. So the second year I took it, there's only like three other people in the second year class. It was like a couple of my friends and then like this other random person. And we were in the, so we were in the middle. They stuck us in the middle in between the two classrooms. So I we could see through the window to the marketing class as well as the first year accounting class. And we were kind of just in there. We had our own private li- little table and we were just doing our own little work there. But I, I definitely remember the marketing class spent a few days watching watching the pursuit of happiness. And I think it got pretty dusty in there. I think it got dusty in the middle room even. Like you can it's tough to watch that movie without like have you seen like the what is it, the job interview part of that movie when Will Smith is he's just like super inspirational. Like if you're ever if you're ever trying to pull yourself up out of like some sort of struggle or something, go ahead and watch The Pursuit of Happiness and just get inspired. You feel like you can climb Mount Everest after that one. So, 07. So this is kind of when Will Smith starts to get on fire. I would say this is the Will Smith prime after, probably like after Hitch. He's in The Pursuit of Happiness. Then he's in... I Am Legend, one of his biggest movies. He plays Robert Neville. This is the movie where the Apocalypse one is kind of like the last man on earth. If it was a movie, the one where he talks to the mannequin, there's like the super powerful scene where he has like a full on conversation with a mannequin. It's super intense and everything. And let's see. Before we go any further, I'm going to do something crazy. I'm going to go ahead and take a break because somehow I have made it almost three hours without even taking a break. So I think I deserved a little break. So one second. Hey, 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 I'm back. How was your break? Was it productive? Did you do some push-ups and sit-ups? Maybe do a plank or two? When I was at the gym today... I actually went over to the stretching area and put my feet under a little ledge or something because I have to hold my feet if I'm going to do sit-ups. I just busted out excuse me, a bunch of good old-fashioned sit-ups. and I think that's the only way to do it, honestly. I mean, not the only way, but I think those are even more effective than, than like the machines. And I also... I also have been doing planks. So you don't even have to be a member of a gym. I guess what I'm really saying is you don't even have to leave home. You can just do these in your living room. Just do a plank. Do a, See how long you can go. Throw your stopwatch on. See how long you can do a plank. Or, or put your feet under a table or something and see how many sit-ups you can bust out. Those are the best ways to exercise because honestly i think it's super important to have a like a core like a strong core i mean i think triceps i've always heard are important as a if you're playing sports at least it's important to have strong triceps which you get from doing i don't know you do like the thing where you hold the weight behind your head and kind of pull it up and push-ups as well push-ups also give you very strong triceps but 
I haven't been doing as many push-ups as I should. I've been focusing more on the sit-ups and planks and playing the basketball and riding the exercise bike. I do the exercise bike instead of the elliptical. That's just a personal preference, I guess. But yeah, what do you guys like doing for working out? I think it's very important to stay active. I think exercise is super underrated, honestly. Like it's kind of like, uh, like everyone says it all the time. It's a cliche. Like exercise, exercise, it'll make you feel better. It'll help you think better. It'll just help you sleep better. It'll make you whatever you're doing. It's gonna improve your life. But I think that's because those cliches are true. Because it's kind of just like breathes new life into into your body. I think and. Just sweating, it's sweating in itself is very therapeutic. Like, there's not a sauna or steam room at the gym that I'm going to. For some reason, I don't know how there's not either. But there was that the 24-hour fitness in Bothell that I used to be a member of. So I used to always hit up the sauna and just stay in there for maybe like 20 to 30 minutes and just see how long I can stick it out and just sweat it all out, you know, and sweat everything out, excuse me, one second, oh my goodness, I got the burp skis from drinking too much water, but yes, if you don't do the sauna, I would say definitely try the sauna, try the steam room, see which one fits you better, I tried both, I started with the steam room, and moved over to the sauna. Um, I don't know why I didn't like the steam room as much. Uh, I think it was all the moisture in the air kind of clogged up my head or something. Maybe I think it's supposed to help you clear out your head. But I just like this. I like the dryness of the sauna and how it it just felt better for me. So I think it's all your your body will probably tell you. So you just got to go try both and then listen to your body. I sound like Oprah. Listen to your body. But yeah, that's what, honestly, that's what you got to do. And I think that's a super healthy way to to exercise. You got to do some cardio too, but I think everyone should try the steam room and sauna if they can, if, if it's healthy for them. And yeah, that's just my, that's my jam. Let's get back to Will Smith. After I Am Legend, which was kind of a legendary movie. I don't know. I wasn't a huge fan of it, but lots of people really liked that movie. Here's another big one. 08, Hancock. He plays John Hancock. It's that, was he like a evil superhero or something? I'm clicking on it right now. Hancock is a superhero who's... Ill-considered behavior regularly causes damage in the millions. He changes when the person he saves helps him improve his public image. Yeah, so he's like a bad a superhero with like bad press, I guess. I just I remember this movie being kind of groundbreaking, kind of revolutionary at the time, like ahead of his time, I guess. Two thousand eight. This was a super sad movie, apparently. I didn't see it, but from what I heard, 
It was like one of the saddest movies of all time. Seven pounds. A man with a fateful secret embarks on an extraordinary journey of redemption by forever changing the lives of seven strangers. That kind of reminds me of that new movie. Oh, this is... Actually, we'll get to it because it's a Will Smith movie. So that's a cliffhanger. We'll talk about it a little later. I'll talk about when I get there. When we get there. So 2012... Wait, why was Will Smith... What? This is crazy talk. This is crazy talk. No, crazy talk's my brother. <laughs> That's a Simpsons joke. Um, but 2008, he's not in anything from 2008 to 2012. Isn't that kind of weird? What was Will Smith doing for those four years? Now I'm really interested. I really want to know now. Hmm. So 2012, he's in a video short called Pitbull Back in Time. He plays Agent J. I wonder if they're talking about Pitbull the singer. Uh, 2012, Men in Black 3, Agent J. Tonight, I'm a lot like you tonight. Give me everything tonight. For all we know, we might not get tomorrow. Let's do it tonight. Alright, that's a pitbull. That's that sorry, that just like came in my mind and then just came out of my mouth before I even knew what was happening. Um so twenty twelve Men in Black Three, Agent J. Gosh, it, is there a fourth Men in Black coming out? I think there is too. Or there already has been. That's churning out those Man Black movies. I don't really know what the plot of it is. I'm going to click on the third one. Agent J travels in time to Men in Black's early days in 1969 to stop an alien from assassinating his friend Agent K and changing history. Oh my gosh, it's a time travel movie. I love time travel. As you'll remember from past episodes of A Star is Born, I absolutely love time travel this is like a because like i've talked about like earlier the, i've talked about this this episode back to future i love back to future my favorite franchise of all time so this sounds like austin powers too it kind of reminds me of austin powers how the one where he travels in time you know i don't know why that made me think of that but Alright, so we're there. I'm scrolling back down. Here we go. Not that many more. Not that many more credits for Will Smith. Wow, we're really getting down to it. 2013. He's in After Earth. That one's with Jaden, right? With his kid. He plays Cypher Rage. A weird name there. 2013, he's in a classic movie that we've talked about before a couple times already, actually. Anchorman 2, The Legend Continues. He plays ESPN Reporter. And I think he's in the brawl, yeah. Because they have another brawl. A staple of Anchorman, the the good old brawl. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I could talk about Anchorman for days. Buy a big bottle of Tabasco. 
according to the complete life's low instruction book. Sorry, I just threw that at you out of nowhere. Hold yourself to the highest standards. Don't confuse comfort with happiness, pursuit of happiness. Don't confuse wealth with, with success. Be the first to forgive. Take the stairs when it's four flights or less. That's oddly specific. Why four flights or less? Why not? Take the stairs when it's four. Is he saying that you can't walk five flights of stairs? Okay. <laughs> Sorry, that just bugged me. Why didn't you just say take the stairs? See, that's what my I'm just so so critical of these other writers, I guess. 2014 Winter's Tale. Um, cuz I mean, if you say just take the stairs, that's not obviously not implying like take the stairs when it's over 100 stories. He's saying take the stairs when it's like a normal amount of walking time. Like you don't have to say when it's four flights or less cuz then you give people an excuse to not take the stairs when it's five flights of stairs? That seems ridiculous. <laughs> I'm getting all bent out of shape out of this. 2014, he's in Winter's Tale. He plays Judge. Now, I've heard about this movie. Oh, it stars Colin Farrell. Okay. And I was kind of interested in what it was. So I clicked on it. Drama, fantasy, mystery. A burglar falls for an heiress as she dies in his arms. When he learns that he is, he has the gift of reincarnation, he sets out to save her. Sounds very cut and dry, very basic. Um, I don't know if I, I don't know if I really would want to watch it. Not really my, my jam, my jam, my jive. Twenty fifteen. I remember when this movie came out. This one seems like it just came out. Because this girl, this lady actress seems like she just came on the scene. But I guess, we, I guess we've known about Margot Robbie for a while now. Ever since, what's it called, Wolf of Wall Street came out. And Wolf of Wall Street must have been 2014, right? Yeah, because it was obviously before Focus. Which is the movie I'm talking about, Focus. In the midst of a veteran... In the midst of a veteran con, con man, all right, this is written weird. In the midst of a veteran con man, Nikki's latest scheme, a woman from his past, now an accomplished female, female f- femme fatale. What's a fatale? F A T A L E. I do not know. Shows up and throws his plans for a loop. So that's the movie that kind of looked like a. Lens crafters commercial, and <laughs> it's like you know when like a movie looks like it's too polished. Like, what is that? A femme fatale? Oh wow! I just googled what's a fatale, and then femme fatale came up. So a femme fatale is sometimes called a man eater. It's a stock character of a mysterious and seductive woman whose charms ensure her lovers, often leading them into compromising, dangerous, and deadly situations. She is an archetype of literature and art. Wow. So, that seems like it would fit Margot Robbie. That makes sense. 
So, wow. That's, see, that's why you got to Google stuff. Because then you learn something. And now we, we all just learned something. We all just learned what a femme fatale is. 2015 video short. Bomba Estereo and Will Smith. Fiesta Remix. Um, 2015. Tell the truth. Tell the truth. Concussion. Dr. Bennett Amalu. Doug Benson would always yell, Tell the truth. At um, Douglas movies. Because that's what, that's what Will Smith yells in that movie. In the commercial. Tell the truth. 2016. Suicide Squad. This was, he plays Deadshot, and this is a movie that was being played at AMC Woodenville when I worked at the AMC movie theater in Woodenville back in 2016. This one was actually in August, right before I went to Minnesota for my family reunion. So, Minnesota. Minnesota. Um, yeah, so that's how that timeline works. Because, like, you'll remember, what was that, last episode? Or the episode before? One of them. I think that was today, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Of course it was. That was the Aubrey Plaza episode. I just talked about my 2016 family trip to Minnesota for a reunion. So, yeah, that was August 2016. There you go. Suicide Squad came out August 2016. And I went to that one. I actually used my free pass. And that may have been the last movie I went to when I worked at AMC Woodenville. Which is a cool place to work. I liked it. I talked about that. AMC is a good movie theater. And I don't know if I... Back to the movie, though. I don't know if I really liked the movie. Suicide Squad I mean, is okay. Like... It's alright. It didn't get good reviews, so most people didn't like it. I like Deadpool, obviously. Everyone likes Deadpool. And then everyone compares Deadpool to Suicide Squad. And the funny thing is, Deadpool actually was released right when I started at AMC. And Suicide Squad was released pretty much right when I left. So I kind of bookended my employment with superhero movies. Mm-hmm. 2016. Ah, yes. Here we are. The movie for which I referred to earlier, just a few minutes ago, actually, when I was just saying, I was excited that, which movie was it? Oh, I think it was, was it Winner's Tale? It was just a second ago, just a few minutes ago. <laughs> it seems like forever, but it was just a minute ago. I said, this movie reminds me of another Will Smith movie. And I got really excited. And that Will Smith movie, he plays Howard. And you know what's called? Collateral Beauty. Oh my gosh. This movie was the most ridiculous plot of all time. It's a drama and romance. 97 minutes from 2016. Here we go. Retreating from life after a tragedy... A man questions the universe by writing to love, time, and death. So he writes letters to these pl- these things, love, time, and death. 
receiving unexpected answers, he begins to see how these things interlock and how even oh, my phone phone went blank and how even loss can reveal moments of meaning and beauty. Okay. See? See? And it also has Edward Norton and I want to see who plays love. I think aren't there characters who play love and time and death? I thought there were, but apparently not. It's star-studded. It has Will Smith stars. He leads Edward Norton, Kate Winslet, Michael Pena, Helen Helen Mirren, uh, who's this? Naomi Naomi Harris, um, backed over. Kira Knightley. Kira Knightley, she's English. It's time for some tea. Is it time for some tea? He's British. I'm trying to do my British accent. What's your best British accent? Do you do the Cockney accent? <laughs> I would love to go to in. I want to go to London. I want to go to England. What? That seems like a different planet. I don't know why. For some reason, especially England, seems like a different planet than the United States. Like I could like imagine like going to Rome or Paris or Spain, but. It doesn't seem like a different planet so much as it seems like a different time period. Like they're stuck in like, they're in like the Austin Powers time machine or something. Some sort of, they probably, like I like, imagine Austin Powers being a real British person. Like he seems to me like that is what a real British person seems like for some reason. (laughs) I don't know. I wonder if it's offensive. (laughs) Twice. <laughs> uh, my dad always likes doing the Yeah baby Oh behave He always does the Austin Powers stuff And he, my dad actually dressed up as Dr. Evil At um, his company's uh, like convention It was like in London They had like a big like convention or something And he dressed up as Dr. Evil And I, I think it must have been Oh yes it was like a groovy theme. So I don't know if it was like an 80s theme or 70s theme or something. or Some sort of Austin Powers connection that he found an excuse to <laughs> to dress up like Dr. Evil. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I like it. I like it. I like it a lot. Alrighty. Alrighty. 2017, he's in Bright, which was the Netflix original movie. It looks kind of weird. Daryl Ward, he plays. That's like one of those movies that didn't even look like a real movie. It looked like a. It looked more like a student film, if we're gonna be honest. <laughs> Twenty eighteen, he's in a video short. Nikki, or what is this? Nikki Jam featuring Will Smith and Era, Era Eastry, Eastrophy, Live It Up. Um, there is Mark Anthony, Will Smith, Bad Bunny, Estorico, Will Smith. Shout out to Bad Bunny. He was just in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade in 2018, this past year. And I remember watching that. I watched it with my mom. You, you know me, mama's boy. And I watched that. We watched that Macy's Day Parade. 
Thanksgiving night on TiVo instead of watching the Saints Falcons game. See, I can still remember then. That was the morning game was Cowboys, or I mean, it was obviously Lions, Lions Bears, and then it was Cowboys Redskins, and then it was Saints Falcons or Falcons at the Saints. But anyway, we decided not to watch the Saints game, and we watched Z parade on ZTivo and Bad Bunny performed and he has that like soup Bad Bunny has that like one song that's on the radio oh I'm trying to think of how it goes right now so I can't really it's not on the tip of my tongue right now so I'm not even gonna try to I'm not even gonna try to it, it hurts my brain to try to think of it but you know what you've heard it on the radio Bad Bunny and he was good he was a good performer on the Macy's Day Parade like, I don't think he even, I doubt he even lip-synced. Like, I mean, I don't know what I'm talking about. I have no idea if he lip-synced it or not. Or I don't know what percent of those performers on the Macy Day Parade do lip-sync. What do you think? I'd say maybe half of them. Because I swear, I did I did see a couple of them when we were watching. They, they sadly... They got lost on the lip sync. You know when the performer gets lost on the lip sync and they they get messed up on the timing, but they have to just keep going? Can you imagine that feeling of getting out of sync with the lip sync, but you have to you know in your heart you have to just keep singing no matter what? <laughs> That's the worst, right? Cause you know everyone's probably watching and everyone probably knows that you're faking it, right? That's what I think. I don't know how I even feel about lip syncing. Honestly, I would rather listen to bad singing. It sounds more like it'd be more raw, like more like real or original. Like you could say you were actually there instead of listening to some recording that you could just listen to at home or like in the car. I'd rather listen to someone like mess up, you know? Yeah. I think that makes sense to me. Um, <laughs> after that one, he's in Bright 2. I don't know when that comes out. There's no date on it. just says Bright 2. Oh, Bad Boys 4. I'm, I'm going to click on Bad Boys 4. Let's see when that comes out. Hmm. Doesn't even have a release date on it. I got to see the first three ones before I see Bad Boys 4, though. And then... 2019 he's in spies in disguise he's the voice of lance sterling i wonder what spies in disguise is i'm gonna have researched this spies in disguise it's a cartoon when the world's best spy is turned into a pigeon he must rely on his nerdy tech officer to save the world what the best spy is turned into a pigeon is he trained by mike tyson <laughs> Boom. Rim shot. Alright, that sounds kinda interesting. That sounds like super twenty nineteen, super millennial. He's also in Oh my gosh. Is there a new Aladdin coming out? Is this a live action? Oh snappage. Holy snappage. This is a this is not even a cartoon. There's a live action Aladdin coming out. <laughs> oh my gosh. May 24th, 2019. 
It's starring Will Smith and Naomi Scott. I'm going to click on... I don't know who Naomi Scott is. Billy Magnuson, though. What that that dude was from Narcos, I believe, right? He, I think he's also in the new uh, Logan, in the, the new Wolverine called Logan. But what am I... Well, I'm talking about Naomi Scott right now. Um, on her IMDb page. Oh, she's in Power Rangers. Have not seen it. The 33. That's the one about the the kids who got stuck in the cave. Um, yeah, and then she's in some other stuff I haven't heard of. Okay, she is, wow, she's, she's my age, May 6th, 1993, okay, it's always interesting when you find, like, entertainers who are, like, the same exact age as you, and you can kind of just follow them as you get older, (laughs) just be like, I'm getting older with this famous person, hmm, (laughs) so that's when Aladdin's coming out, oh my goodness, I cannot believe I don't think I've seen a single commercial for it. Like, kind of surprised there wasn't a commercial for Aladdin at the Super Bowl. Unless, maybe there was. Maybe there was. I missed it. Cuban, go in the bathroom or grab another IPA or something. 2019, still Gemini Man. Okay. Something called Gemini Man. He plays Henry. And then 2020. Wow, another Bad Boys thing? How can there be two Bad Boys things in the works? (laughs) It's called Bad Boys for Life, Detective Mike Lowry. And then 2021, way in the future, he's in the, The Suicide Squad. So that must be like a prequel or something, or maybe maybe a sequel. All right, so that, and that's that. That was all... All 78 of Will Smith's acting credits on IMDb. So, here we go. We're going top three right now. And we're going off the top. I'm going to start with Hitch. I'm going to go Anchorman 2. And I'm not going to go any of the Men in Blacks. Because I don't remember them well enough. So, I don't feel... I don't feel legit giving it to that. Uh... That's too early. So we got Hitch. We got Anchorman 2. And then I might as well go... I guess I gotta go I Am Legend, right? Wow. That's, this, that's honestly very disappointing. Like, Will Smith's film catalog is not... It doesn't have as many good movies as it should. Like, unless you're... Well, I mean, Ali's a good one. I haven't seen Ali. But... The Legend of Bigger Vance I heard was good. I haven't seen it. Unless you're a big fan of Men in Black, then there's not... He should be in more stuff. He's a better actor than this, is what I'm saying. I'm saying his movies don't live up to his talent. Like, when he left Fresh Prince... Oh, Independence Day is a big one. But I definitely... I don't even remember it well enough to, to throw it in my top three and feel good about it. So I'm not going to do it. But when he left Fresh Prince, I think he probably thought he was going to do better. I don't know. He's probably made a lot of money, though. So, But he hasn't made as many good movies as he should have, that's for sure. As for my bottom three, I'm going to definitely go, <laughs> obviously, Wild Wild West, like I talked about. 
So we've got to watch Wild Wild Country, of course. And then we will go... Feel bad about it, but I gotta put Suicide Squad in bomb three. And then I don't know why I feel bad about it, but and then I gotta go. Let's see, what's another one I've seen? I guess we'll go. Hmm, it's so tough. I haven't seen it, but just because I know it's terrible, After Earth. So those are the bomb three. Uh, Wild Wild West, Suicide Squad, and After Earth. Oh, that that movie looked awful, and I think it got, <laughs> I think it was a single digit on Rotten Tomatoes. So if you put any stock into Rotten Tomatoes, then do not watch After Earth. <laughs> Don't know if it's on Netflix, but oh, here we go. Jada's top three starts with Scream Two for sure. Scream 2 is an awesome movie. And then we have... We will go... Bad Moms, for sure. Oh, and Girls Trip. Wow, she is this... Wow. Jada's top three is better than Will Smith's top three. For sure. Girls Trip, Bad Moms, and... And what was it? And Scream 2? What? Those are three good movies. And then Will Smith's were... Not as good. That was Hitch and I Am Legend and whatever the other one I decided was. That I, for some reason I oh Anchorman Two of course, which you don't really consider a Will Smith movie because he was in it for about one minute maybe maybe thirty seconds. Holy Toledo, Holy Toledo. <laughs> where did the saying come from? Still haven't looked it up. Hit me up on Twitter and let me know where Holy Toledo. What the origin of that saying is. I am just very impressed by Jada's top three and how good they are. Girls Trip, Bad Moms, and Scream 2, solid. As for the bottom three, I will go... Let's see, some bad movies I've seen of hers. Um, I mean, I haven't seen a lot of these, so I'm going to have to choose movies I have not seen... We might as well. <laughs> Alright, here we go. We're, we're spending too much time on this already. We're going to go collateral. Because that looks kind of dumb. And then we'll say. We'll say. Um, Magic Mike XXL. Because it's probably not as good as the first one. And then we'll go. Um, the Madagascar 3. Is Europe's most wanted. Just because they're probably squeezing all they could out of that franchise at that point <laughs> all right so there we go that was tough we figured those out and wow oh my gosh oh my goodness can you believe it we made it we are about to come in for landing holy cow it's 70 degrees in los angeles we're about to come in for a landing at lax I've been your captain. I've been your pilot. Chris, thanks for flying aboard a Stars Born Podcast Airlines. But before I leave you, I definitely want to do a few plugs. But before I do a few plugs, I want to read a few more things from Life Flow Instruction Book just because I've had so much fun doing that. 
Never give a friend's or relative's name or phone number to a telephone solicitor. I don't know why you would do that. When going to buy a car, leave your good watch at home. <laughs> okay? Leave the Rolex at home. Don't bring the Rolly. Don't be so open-minded that your brains fall out. <laughs> Stand up when an elderly person enters the room. That's one thing that I know for sure that no one ever does that. <laughs> Have you ever seen... Do you still see people stand up when elderly people walk in the room? Does that happen? It seems polite, but I just think no one does it. Everyone's just on their phone, so they're not even paying attention. They only notice when the old person walks in the room. Put a love note in your life's luggage, in your wife's luggage before she leaves on a trip. That's nice. What about... Your, what about the wife husband? What about the husband's luggage? <laughs> you don't you don't, the wife doesn't put a love note in the husband's luggage? What? <laughs> Come on. How what's how what's he supposed to feel when he doesn't when he reaches into his underwear and doesn't find a note with a heart on it? A post-it note with a heart on it? A post-it note with a picture of a cactus on it and a heart on it. <laughs> this year Buy an extra box of Girl Scout cookies. I feel that. Girl Scout cookies are good. That'd be a fun little ranking for me to do here at the end. What's the best Girl Scout cookies? Hmm. Obviously, frozen Thin Mints are the best. But Samoas are good. Are Samoas the... Oh, Tagalongs are the peanut butter ones. Not a big fan of Tagalongs, really. But Samoas are definitely good. They're like the coconut ones. The trefoils, the new ones, those are decent. I haven't, I can't really think of what they taste like. Are they minty? Maybe? They're not, well, Thin Mints are minty. They already had that, that corner. They already had that taste cornered. But, um, yeah, I definitely think frozen Thin Mints are the way to go. Like, don't just eat your Thin Mints room temperature. Eat them frozen. Carry jumper cables in your car with you. I've had to jump my car. Uh, get all repair estimates in writing. Forget committees. New, noble, world-changing ideas always come from one person working alone. What? That's like a bold statement. He's. Did you hear that right there? He's saying that any good idea ever, he's just like, that always just comes from one person. Like, He's basically saying work group, her work group. See, you can tell we're getting to the end of the podcast because I'm starting to slowly lose my ability to talk. He's saying that group work is pointless. What? He's saying that groups don't work. Trust in God, but lock your car. Don't do business with anyone who has a history of suing people. Don't expect bankers to come into your aid in a crunch. Learn the rules, then break some. Watch the Andy Griffith show to keep things in perspective. And we'll leave you on that one. Watch the Andy Griffith show. Something that I have never even seen in my life. But I've heard a lot about it. And I don't even really know what it is. Is it like a variety show? Is it a comedy show? Is it a stand-up show? Is it... Is it late night? Is it like a David Letterman kind of thing? What's the Andy Griffith show? Hit me up on Twitter. Let me know. You can hit me up on Twitter and follow me at ChrisTheAuthor8. 
You can also follow me on Instagram at chrisarneson8. Check out my website, chrisstheauthor.com. Check out my blog. I do a lot of fun writing there. Tons of tons of posts. Tons of posts. If you want to find stuff to read, don't go any further than thegoat1.blogspot.com. And lastly, I would love for you to go to amazon.com and check out my books. Search my name, Chris Arneson, A-R-N-E-S-O-N. And the first book is called Sponge Cake, a mostly made-up story about a completely insane town. That's a fictional novel based around a middle school bake sale and is told from four different points of view. So it's pretty much divided into four parts and each part is told from one of the main characters' points of view. And then all the stories come together in the end. So it's one of those fun, fun little stories. And you can pick that up on Amazon and get it on Kindle as well. It's only $2.99 on Kindle. So if you have one of those, that's a good deal. And my second book is called What's in the Fridge? Excuse me. And that's a nonfiction mostly. It's pretty similar to Life's Low Instruction book. So if you've been enjoying the these little pieces of information that we've been reading from Life's Low Instruction book, then you'll definitely enjoy What's in the Fridge. And it's not all like that, though, because some of it is some pop culture, some short stories, some, some lists, because as you know, I'm a man of many lists. I love lists. So yeah, you can get that one on Kindle as well. Pick up Sponge Cake, a mostly made-up story about a completely insane town, and What's in the Fridge on Amazon. And also, go ahead and tell a friend. Tell your girlfriend, tell your boyfriend, tell your mom, tell your dad, tell your brother, tell your sister, tell your aunt, uncle, grandma, grandpa, everyone you know, teacher, crossing guard, a police officer, whoever you want. Tell them about a Stars Born podcast. Let them know. Let them know the good word. We're spreading the good word. We're building the community. The community of starfishes. But I think it's just a really fun thing. I just I just want to let you know I'm having a blast doing it. I love I love this medium. It's almost love it as much as writing, you know? It's like writing and podcasting are just I can't even decide which one I love more. It's it's that neck and neck. That it's a nose, nose, nose finish, you know, but I just love that. I love podcasts. I like listening to them and I like making them. So I'm happy that you're along for this ride with me from the bottom of my heart. Thank you so much for listening to this whole thing with me. If you're still with me, I'm truly impressed. Like you're, you are truly a podcast fan if you're with me through this whole thing. And I'm really happy that you did stick with me. And my name's Chris Arneson. I've been your host of Stars Born. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I love you, I love you, I love you. It's a beautiful day. Don't leave me tongue-tied. Don't leave me goodbye. Don't... Oh, I just thought of a good song to sing. Closing time. Time for you to go home to the places where you belong.
know who I want to take me home. I know who I want to take me home. I know who I want to take me home. Take me home. Closing time. Time for you to go home to the places where you belong. Good night. I love you.